Today we're gonna talk about oh, my gain's a little high, give me one second. <laughs> Today we're gonna talk about Patreon, their hypocrisy, and the scandal from Yukon. When I said little kids aren't transies. And we have a special guest named Dr. Amate to talk about the trans bullcrap. Hello. Good morning, bears. My wife said I should uh, not have as much stress, so I've been playing the kazoo an hour a day. Yeah, me and uh, Amy had a great night last night because the stress was getting to us a little bit. The the Patreon, the most recent domino to fall. It hasn't fallen yet though. I can st- and I will still use it for all you Patreon subscribers, Patreon slash WDTL. But please make the migration over to hugepianist.com slash subscribe. You can make uh, monthly donations from $1 on up. And uh, we're going to set up an email list for now to send you uh like as soon as i sell anything you'll be the first to know as soon as i put tickets on the market when i do stuff with my mom when i do stuff with amy that is for patreons only um we will contact you first and uh updates from coder bear i saw the the very beginnings of our new app uh the unbearable app and we'll be able to have a live chat we'll be able to have updates we'll be able to have uh subscription-based stuff non-subscription-based stuff. We're going to try and get off this social justice warrior grid because it's getting to the point of insanity. I'm going to give you a little highlight reel into um, into what I'm talking about. And then one of the reasons I wanted Dr. Amate on today was he's been on Kyle Kavanaugh's channel a few times if you want to watch those. And Delev, who's uh, become a friend of mine, recommended him a lot and told me to have him on, so we will. This This came out yesterday. I heard Ben Shapiro talking about it on his podcast. California Democrats seek to ban books, speech that violates the LGBT priorities. I wonder if that includes the Quran. I'm guessing no, but it's already passed two committees. So that's, I don't personally think it's going to pass, but it's close and that's insane. So I'll read part of that article that Ben wrote and we will talk to uh, Dr. Amate about that because because the wild thing for me is that any book saying that five-year-old kids aren't capable of becoming transgendered would be banned. You understand that? <clears throat> oh, and I'm also getting uh, more contact. So my gay Rachel Maddow look will not be for long, thankfully. So let's just do a quick, I'm going to call the good doctor in seven minutes. And then we're going to do some music after. We're going to talk about more stuff. I'm going to read some stuff you guys sent me. But let's start on my whole little pilgrimage more to the right side of the aisle. Well, one was my friendship with Steven Crowder and being on his show made the, made the locals uneasy. And then this is when things really went down. This came to me from UConn in uh, September. September 27, 2017 was the day... The Big Bear's life changed forever. And when people tell me, before I read this, when people tell me that I worry too much or I'm too serious and they miss when I was just a big old fun cuddle bear, well, life changes. And when 
you're confronted with an ex, uh, existential threat to your way of life and your family. Uh, if you don't step up, you're an asshole. And you never deserved all those good times that will still come. I still can do good times vibes, but I'm not going to pretend that this... God, I hate how crooked my glasses are. I think I rolled on them. I rolled on them when I fall, fell asleep. What was I watching last night? It was something good. Oh, me and Amy started a new series. It seems all right. It's called uh, Trust on FX about the Gettys. Man, if you want an insight into how miserable a lot of super rich people's lives are, watch Trust. It's a, it's a beautifully shot show, and it's interesting. I, I think there's a little bit of postmodernism in there, but um, it's a pretty fascinating show so far. Because I really like Fargo on FX, but that doesn't look like it's coming back. And FX does make some good shows. Anyway, so this was sent to me. This is based on my tweets uh, criticizing a man named... I, I forget his name sometimes. What is his name? He's a big NPR host guy, and he's pretty powerful in, in the entertainment world. And he's a five-year-old boy that he dresses up like a girl and calls him a girl name. And um, did tweet to me that he is willing to do hormone blockers when the doctor says it's the right time to do that, which is people tell me that he didn't say that. He absolutely did say that. And they all say that. Um, what the hell is his name? Jesse Thorne. So, uh, I had a gig at UConn that was paying me 7,500 bucks for one hour of speaking. I used to get these gigs and I had bought rental property based on the income from several of these gigs that were coming. They all got canceled. I lost my agent and my manager based on what transpired immediately after this. I'll just give you a little walk down memory lane before we get into this. Uh, oh, and by the way, thanks, Michael Knowles, for having me. That interview, I've been getting a lot of good love from that. It's on YouTube now. It's also Daily Wire. But So UConn writes me, good afternoon. This is from Kristen Allen. Uh, good afternoon. The University of Connecticut is providing you with a notice to cancel the comedy show featuring Owen Benjamin on October 25th, 2017. On September 25th, Owen turned to social media to express views on certain marginalized communities. Yeah, you want to know it's a marginalized community? Little kids that want their innocence. You fucking psychopaths. As the comments continued on the evening of September 26th, the tone and the remarks became increasingly negative in sentiment. Yeah, yeah, that's how I react to child abuse. Subog does not believe that this comedian would garner the attendance of undergraduate students on the night of the event. Subog has a mission of bringing acts that will cater to the undergraduate students it serves, and they would like to go in another direction with the October show. Okay, by the way, that's total BS. I got hundreds and hundreds of letters from students saying that they were really, really bummed out that I wasn't going to be there and they were looking forward to it because they went to college to be educated, not mind-controlled. Um, give me one second here. I got another. I'm just going to read you this letter. This is from a, a fairly famous comedian, but I won't say his name just because I know that I can bring too much heat to people. Uh, where is it? Where is this? It's the guy who replaced me. And he had a horrifying time. Hang on, give me a second. One second, kiddos. Maybe it's in my other email. It's not really necessary. I wasn't even planning on doing it, but it's uh it's worth it. It's 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 worth it, guys. Here it is. 
I hope it all is well, man. I'm proud of you doing your thing on Ruben Report. I just did UConn um, and then a club. I'm not going to say, I don't want to bring heat to people. I know that I've been uh, been labeled as a bad man. They opened the show to all students and we had a great time. I even sold 400 bucks in merch, which was a, a high for college. College students never buy stuff. So imagine my surprise when the school newspaper article came out. I was bashed by student journalists being called a racist for jokes everyone loved. I did a little Facebook Live saying the journalist was crazy and a professor from UConn messaged me asking to please take it down. It is insane out there. That is from a comedian. You probably know his name, but I am a good dude. And I do not, even though I have a right to say who said that, I just out of being nice, I don't want anyone to feel the toxic effects of the Owen Benjamin friendship label um, because I am a true heretic because I think pumping little kids full of hormones is abusive. So then, <laughs> and the irony is my, my, my audience keeps growing, but they don't care because they're about, um, we'll get to, we'll get to what they're about. So I recently got this art, this uh, message from Patreon uh, basically saying that their tweets you've published and that have been removed from Twitter, yeah, because I've been permanently banned, unlike ISIS, perpetuate negative stereotypes concerning protected classes. That's, that's a haunting, haunting label, protected classes. I'm specifically referencing your tweet concerning black people and AIDS. Uh, hilarious tweet, by the way. I also do uh, jokes about vampires having AIDS. Uh, one of the jokes was about how hard it would be to have sex with a monkey, that the monkey would have had to have sex with you. Uh, the only guilt I have over that joke is that Rogan and Swartzen had done it previously that I didn't realize. Your recent Facebook post and live streams about Hollywood and rape survivors. By the way, that's about the pound me too joke that I'm sure you've seen. Uh, it's about that I thought the hashtag was a pound symbol. This is what they're referring to. Uh, and rape survivors violates our guidelines. Patreon does not allow shaming private or public survivors of sexual assault. Ah, that's weird because I get letters all the time from people who've survived sexual assault thanking me for standing up to the monsters, the people that actually assault women and perpetuate, like Harvey Weinstein and uh, a lot of these other guys that I was mocking before they were called out. Even on Patreon, I did a, a, a conversation with my mother where I talked about Louis C.K.'s allegations from girls I knew before he was shamed. And I was told I couldn't talk about those things. So he like Patreon is the bad guy. Patreon's defending the pedophiles. Okay, so then uh, Patreon does not allow shaming private or public survivors of sexual assault. I understand you are aiming for shock value in your work. Whether or not shock value is the sole intent. Uh, Patreon draws the line at co uh, content containing hateful rhetoric and harassing sexual assault victims. No, I'm... I'm mocking the sexual assault that they endured and the hypocrisy of the Me Too movement. Hashtag Me Too. Pound Me Too. Pound Me Too. It's a funny-ass joke. And how dare they speak on behalf of rape survivors? How do they know I'm not a rape survivor? Why would anyone assume they know anything about rape surviving? Anyway, you may consider this as censorship. Of course I do. And be tempted to continue to act as a provocateur in defense of freedom of speech. Of course I will. I want to remind you that freedom of speech allows a platform such as Patreon to create a community with our own guidelines. These guidelines are, just, by the way, same with uh, gay wedding cakes in the NFL. Just know that, you, you progressive losers. 
These guidelines are designed to ensure that creators of all types can use Patreon effectively to build their creative business. Oh, oh by the way, lawsuits on the way, boys. So uh, just know if they really do cancel me, I can sue the shit out of them. I was up to 10 grand a month, which I never got a penny up, by the way. Since like my Patreon went up, those are just pledges. They never let any of those get paid. Of course not. Because I lost my Twitter, my YouTube live streaming, and Patreon the same month. That's called a targeted attack, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, um, to build your creative business, if you choose to violate our guidelines again, your page will be removed. Okay, I'm going to get uh, the good doctor on the line. But first, while I get him on the line, I will play you a quick video from the CEO of Patreon. Thanks to our good friend, Dave Rubin, who I was texting with yesterday about all this. Uh, great, great human being. Dave Rubin is opening for Dr. Jordan Peterson, my personal hero. And here's the CEO of Patreon, uh, assuring everyone that all of these things are in our heads. We're not gonna look at an article. Not at all, because there were a couple of pretty terrible articles written about me that talked about Patreon as well. Mother Jones wrote a really awful libelous piece about me mm -hmm. for, further to the right than Breitbart or something, or Spiegel. And they, by the way, in both cases, mentioned Patreon. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying that stuff has nothing to do, whether it gets across your desk or not, has nothing to do with any of it. That's not in our content policy. Like what one particular paper says about a person or someone's opinion about a person, not in our content policy. You can't scale a system based on other people's opinions about people on your platform. That would be ineffective um, and just bad content policy. So no, I don't care who says what about you or anyone else. We care what you do, right? We care what the behaviors are that are or are not against the content policy. And by the way, gosh, one thing I feel like I just have to say, I want to like send this, but like- That's why you're here, right? Like most creators, like creators watching this, you just don't have to worry about this shit. You just don't have to worry about it. Like people like you and people, most people who are like engaging in healthy dialogue and talking about tough issues, like this is just not something that concerns most creators. Um, and it like kills me a little bit that there's this fear. Um, you know, one of the things Sam Harris said in the, in, uh, in the podcast where he talked about leaving Patreon was like this is there's this wave of deep platformings um and i just it kills me that there's that fear there and it doesn't have to be there for most creators so i think the issue is that we've for those for so many of us who i referenced earlier who have come to patreon as a refuge yeah. from this nonsense yeah we're the same people who have been calling out all of this craziness on campuses all of this silencing of dissent yeah. all of this firing people over a joke and all of this other nonsense so I think that's why, if in your opinion, the, the fear is overblown, from where I sit, it's, oh. it, it's very much rational because we were all like, look, I've built, you're in my home right now. I, I can afford to do this. And this studio that when you walked in, you were very impressed by, yeah. I can do this because of the platform you created. Yeah. So that's why this is, to me, this is the most, in a certain way, this is the most personal interview that I've ever done in, a, in an odd way. Sorry, I didn't mean to suggest that the fear is overblown. The fear is legitimate and real. Um, what kills me about it is that people are starting to, like, that Sam was worried about. One of the questions you asked me on the phone was like, hey, if I bring someone on the show that you guys don't agree with, like, is my show at risk? That's what kills me. Because, mm -hmm. like, the, the answer is, like, a resounding no. Your show is not at risk. Like... 
talking about issues, again, I can't, I can't stress how important that is. The difference between pulling your ship <laughs> in front of another ship mm -hmm. and what we're doing here in this room or what you do with any person who's of any particular opinion in this room. Like, that is a very different behavior. Um, so and, for, for the record, you did say to me, I just wanted so that this is out on YouTube forever. You said to me, my, cha my channel, not to make this about me, but I yeah. just, that my channel has 0% chance of being deleted. I think you said something very similar to uh, my friend Colin Moriarty, and, and I suspect you probably said it to a couple people, other people that I don't know. If your content is anything like the content that that you have been doing so far, it's not going to get deleted. It's just so, not something so, you'll have to worry about. So what if I brought Lauren back on the show next week? Great. You should bring Lauren back on the show. Like, you should have healthy dialogue with people about this. Right? I mean, <laughs> anything liar, else would be crazy. Liar. 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 He lies and lies. All right, I'm going to call up Dr. Amate. Everything he said is a lie. And people wonder why conservatives and libertarians won't give one inch on anything. Oh, it's about common sense gun registration. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. We all know it's not. And so now I'm going to set this up. I'm going to call this dude. I'm going to call him right now. There we go. Sweet. Is this working? Hey, my man, what's up? Hey. Hey, how you doing? How are you? Welcome to the, the live feed. Did you see any of that Patreon stuff? Patreon. No, I didn't. Um, oh, I was just live streaming it. Oh, well, uh, my boy Kyle, who uh, has had you on his show and uh, Delev and everybody, highly recommended you that we could talk about the, the trans child issue and what that does psychologically to somebody. You want to tell the people where, like, what your background is and what your expertise is in? Sure. So I'm a clinical psychologist. You can check me out at Doc Amate uh, or DocAmate.com. Doc Amate is my brand. And um, I, I'm not an expert on trans uh, issues, but I teach human sexuality or psychology of human sexuality. I've done it for now 17 years or something. And, you know, trans issues have developed over that time. And I've been teaching about them. And then last year I started to uh, interview some of the biggest names in the field yeah. with respect to trans issues. And I wanted to hear directly from them what they had said and what they knew about the issues because they've been uh, demonized, slandered, libel, defamed in uh, social media. So I want to know the truth about them. And that's what I've been doing for the past year and a bit, trying to bring truth to the discussion. Yeah, I saw you talk with Jordan Peterson, who's one of mine and a lot of uh, my listeners' heroes. That guy's awesome. Yeah, he is. And um, by pure coincidence, he was on my dissertation committee many years ago, and I had other dealings with him. And it was an honor to speak with him. And we did we gave uh, we were part of Canada's biggest free speech talk on November 11th last year with Dr. Gad. Sad as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Uh, what's going on with Trudeau, man? That guy's out of his mind, huh? He's the virtue signaler of the worst <laughs> kind. That's what's going Trudeau, on. Trudeau. Trudeau. I, I have this uh, calendar. I don't know where it is right now, but it's uh, it's called My Canadian Boyfriend, and it's all Justin Trudeau glamour pictures. And, and it's literally sold in Canada. Like, one, somebody sent it to me. And uh, I live-streamed peeing on it once. Well, not the whole calendar. I wouldn't bring it back in my house, but just one picture of it. Uh, why? What's the end game of a guy like Trudeau saying, making people say people kind, but yet importing ISIS fighters and giving them state funding? Like, what what makes a guy like that tick, do you think? 
I truly believe, after having spoken with many people like him at all rankings of society, that it really is a, a misguided desire to do right uh, that is based mm. on pure ideology, ignorance, and a, a need to be seen as a certain type of person, hence a virtue signaler. I don't think in his case there's some nefarious uh, action behind it. I just think he's pretty stupid, and I don't think he knows what the hell he's talking about. He was the guy who stood up in Parliament and basically chastised somebody for calling female genital mutilation barbaric. Right, see, that's why I don't, because my friend Dave Rubin uh, will, will always quote, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. But, right. see, to me, I, I don't buy that someone that would that would not see removing the clitoris of a woman barbaric. Like, how, how, I don't, I almost see that some of these virtue signal, signalers, some of these uh, progressive heroes, it's almost like the uh, unfrozen caveman lawyer from SNL. Remember that sketch where it's like, hey, I'm just a lawyer. Your fancy lights and your cars scare me. But one thing I do know is my client deserves $1.6 billion in debt. Like, I truly believe that they're like, hey, I'm just here to, help the blacks and and make everyone equal and the same so what i'm asking for is for your guns your freedom and all your money i i, I don't believe that someone that stupid that truly doesn't see how necessary free speech is and the right to defend yourself is could get into an office that high without uh uh something very nefarious going on whether it's him or his handlers it's it's intentional because trillions of dollars are on the line with these people Oh, sure. And there may be a lot of back party shenanigans going on that we're not privy to. But I really do. You know, his father was the great Pierre Elliott Trudeau. But I used or, to think or Castro great, or Castro, depending on what, exactly, yeah. exactly one of the two. <laughs> Um, and yeah, those, that's a great meme where you see the pictures side by yeah, side. Yeah. That's actually scary. And I used to call Trudeau great without the air quotes. And now I have to you know, say great uh, prime minister. Yeah. Uh, who he may have been socialist at heart. And Trudeau, his son, may have been raised in that environment. But we do know he was raised in a very, let's say, echo chambery environment. Uh, he was not subject to the usual things that a human being would be subjected to. Right, right, right. Great, privileged life so i really don't think he has a grasp on reality and that's where his he's being driven by ideology so i think it's very easy for him to be manipulated by any of these backstage actors right right and i think back in the day i even i personally didn't understand the horrors of socialism back then especially looking at a place like canada because when you have a group of people that seem so chill and so canadian and so like nice and everyone's just chipping in you see socialism is this altruistic thing where you're like, oh, they seem like they just figured it out. But then when you start introducing people that are at all not part of um, just, well, uh, this is what's happening in America, uh, for example, is uh, you don't really know what American means right now. You know, there isn't really any homogeneity to culture. And just like in Black Redneck White Liberal by the great Thomas Sowell, um, right. Culture is a driving, driving force. And I think it's been, you know, like the racists are almost like race socialists in a way where they put race somewhere that doesn't belong, just like how socialists put money somewhere that doesn't belong. Right. But um, but culture is a factor. So when you have people that don't really fit in with your culture and they are now trying to manipulate the system to get as much money as possible. And then you realize that legally the government can can redistribute at the end of a gun and then you start researching Stalin and Mao and Pol Pot and all this stuff and you realize that the centralized state control of uh, 
economics, altruism, uh, education, healthcare, it all leads down a horrible path. And we're seeing that in Canada right now. Yeah, we are. And it seemed, I mean, maybe I just was naive, uh, but it seemed up until not that long ago to be working pretty well. We knew our right. healthcare system was not as great as it's being touted. We knew that if you needed emergency care, you had to wait for a long time or go to the States, ironically. But what we're seeing today, as far as, as you're just describing, uh, whether redistribution redistrib of wealth, whether a, um, let's say, an abandonment of what we thought were sound principles before. That, well, that's the um, main thing. Because Canadians, right. a lot of them are real tough. That's the irony of uh, Trudeau, is it paints this picture of just a soy sipping uh, weak man. When in fact, I'm friends with a lot of Canadians. I live very close to the Canadian border and they're very, very tough, masculine, family-oriented people. And um, almost to a fault where they would take the eight month wait for healthcare if it meant, you know, other people got healthcare. But once you start attacking the culture of like getting rid of Mother's Day and Father's Day and making it um, some sort of hate crime to be a Christian or to say that your child has a gender, that or hits to take your children away if you don't agree with this. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell us about that, because some people don't believe that this is really happening. Tell us about uh, how the Canadian government is is pushing to to make it so parents are unfit if their kid doesn't follow the gender unicorn situation. All right. So I've done about 450, maybe more uh, parenting capacity assessments for child protective services in Canada. I do it for the courts. So I know how these systems work. We, we call it children's aid in, uh, in Canada. And so basically most kids who are taken away from their family, it's not because of abuse. It's because of neglect and neglect uh, or harm can be psychological, emotional, verbal, doesn't have to be physical. So it's not that difficult to see how, and this is the policy that's being implemented, uh, it's not difficult to see how a parent who refuses to accept that their child, who's maybe three, five, or 17, you know, is the opposite sex or gender of what the, they know them to be, it's not difficult for Child Protective Services to say they are being unfit parents, and then they can remove them for that reason. And by law, they have to be in court within five days. But even if it's five days, that's traumatic, where a child is taken out of a family uh, for you know for those five days, put in a foster home, don't know what's happening, and then they may be returned to the family. And a lot of the families that are going to be um, attacked in this manner, they come from a lower socioeconomic status. So when some person comes into their home, steals their kid, basically, they don't necessarily act in a nice, refined, dignified manner. So they escalate the situation, and now the kid can be removed for a longer period of time. Well, I know what this reminds me of is, is the government's treatment of the First Nation people in Canada, where they, they would make it seem like they were civilized. Uh, they were trying to make these children civilized and they would just take these Indian families, kids. And it's because of the lower economic vulnerable position they had. And now they're doing it with uh, children that won't go along with this nonsense. Well, the parents won't go along. With right. Because the kids, kids are so kids like I have a two year old son about to have another son. And uh, one one thing. Thank you very much. And one thing I've noticed is young children really, really want to please their parents. You know, maybe 10 percent of the time they want to drive their parents crazy for no reason. But for a good amount of time, they're like, is this good, dad? Like, what's the right answer? And so if they have a, a figure like that in school that's giving them nonsense, they're going to want to please that teacher, especially if their parents are from a lower income uh, class and have to work a lot. And so their, their role models will be more people in these public schools that are saying there's 70 genders. Do you ever have these feelings? 
I play classical piano and used to weave cloth when I was a kid. Right. If I was a lot, and I'm six seven, like gun owning athlete, you know. But there was a good chunk of my life when, if someone told me I was really a girl, there's a chance I'd believe it because I hadn't hit puberty. I had no interest in girls. I was uh, pretty chubby and uh, just wanted to play piano with my dad who sang opera. And if someone had, had said that to me, I probably would have been like, oh, maybe that's why I'm not, I don't want to play kickball with the other guys and I just want to uh, read books. And that's so awful to do that to a kid. And, and what can we do to fight against this? Well, first of all, I want to just add to what you said before we talk about fighting it. One, I want to flip that around because you're talking about a young prepubescent boy being told he's a girl or feeling he's a girl. More commonly these days is this, it's not a, an official diagnosis yet. It will be, I'm pretty sure. Rapid onset gender dysphoria where oh, uh, pubescent girls, post-pubescent girls who are confused about not their gender identity, they're confused about their identity yeah. and self. And they are being told, well, here, we can explain it this way. You're transgender. Oh. And these kids, about one quarter seem to be um, to, to have Asperger's, or we call it high-functioning autism. Uh, another bunch, uh, maybe 25% or more, have borderline personality or what will develop into borderline personality. Yeah, I, those Some are the ones that I see on Twitter all the time that got me banned as those borderline people. Oh, it, it's, you know, and I work with so many borderline patients. I have nothing but compassion, but the fact is they are unstable, many of them. They don't have a strong sense of identity. They want a belonging. And so when you have a bunch of people at school who are saying, hey, join the club, and the fact is, statistically speaking, according to one study done, it's not an official study, it's a poster study, but uh, she found that they had like several, they all had an average of several trans friends statistically speaking that's impossible right. the highest rates might be 0.6 percent if that i think it's closer to 0.3 percent but these tiny rates suddenly these kids have all these trans kids around them that's their norms that's what's being promoted it's in the school. new goth it's the new goth phase it, i say that all the time exactly except you don't you don't cut off your own wiener when you were a goth kid you know you can wash <laughs> off you can wash off the makeup now it's like <laughs> Oh my God, I'm different. I'm a boy or a girl. And then sometimes you can take life altering hormone blockers. I'm in one of the weird categories. I think one of the reasons it's impossible to indoctrinate me on a few of these topics is my piano teacher was transsexual in the nineties. And, and one of the, and the thing about, um, Larry used to be Lucinda still friends. I'm still friends with him. And I'll say him with him just because we're friends and I know it makes him happy. But I would never be compelled to say that, and I don't think that biologically you change sex. Like, I know that that's nonsense, but it, my rule is, like, if you pick me up at the airport, like, I'll, I'll go with your pronoun if it makes you happy. I compare it more to OCD. Like, if, if you think I have to tap six times to turn on the light, I'll do it if we're friends, but I'm not going to pretend like I have to, you know? Right. And so anyway... So how do we fight it, your question was. And the way to fight it is people like me who are the tiny, tiny minority standing up, standing up to our or professional organizations and saying, you guys don't know what the hell you're doing. You're working off of ideology. But they do know what they're doing. They're, they're bending Sorry. the knee for power and for money, though. Don't you think it's for social approval? Okay, so here's the thing. Some of them, uh, I think, are benefiting financially. I think, of, you know, if they're either running clinics or they're involved with the uh, the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Uh, some of them are the uh, virtue signals we were talking about. Some of them just are uh, afraid to lose their job or status uh, because you can uh, get a complaint against you if you don't go along with this gender-affirming approach. So I, they, 
what I say they don't know what they're doing is I don't think they fully comprehend or they don't care to comprehend the potential impact and the real life impact it's having on a number of children who are mutilating their bodies and are sterilizing themselves. It's it's insane. And and it's and it's off decades old uh, studies about the suicide rate. It's the 40 percent suicide rate is not new. And that, that's been going on for decades. And that's a higher when people say it's about societal oppression or bigotry, that's a higher suicide rate than uh, Jews in Auschwitz. And it well, doesn't and get more oppressive than that. <laughs> right. And, and as Dr. Ray Blanchard, one of the people I spoke with, uh, said when I brought up that stat, he said, this is, you know, he, he reminded us that it's pretty common to see those numbers among people with mental health issues. And that mental health issue partly might be due to societal oppression, quote unquote, or it's due to having a mental health issue. Do you think part of this has to do with the feminist movement imploding and how um, it really isn't true that empowerment comes from work? Like, I, I'm, I'm sure me and you have similar ideas on this. And most of sane America and Canada has similar ideas that that you want equality of opportunity, but not outcome because outcome, right. it'll never happen. Like the, the biology of a woman versus the biology of a man will push them towards different things. And a woman should have the right to be present pilot just like we saw that uh, courageous southwest pilot was a woman right. who just landed yep. that plane yesterday probably one of the best pilots in america and great under pressure and just a wonderful pilot and if you are a great pilot and you're a woman go do that but to imply that to be a woman you have to have the the this this huge career and be a mom and be a wife it sets women up so that they always feel like they're trying to uh catch up or they're always inadequate in every function of their life. And I think that's one of the reasons that their anxiety and depression levels keep going up historically. Like now they're higher than they were in, uh, in, in times of war. And also they, uh, they never really feel complete. And that's one reason why I think they can be sold on some of this nonsense, especially these newly um, post pubescent girls that you were talking about. Right. It's when you have so many people around you who seem reasonable and who seem like they have your back telling you what you just described, it's easy to follow that. And they're being told this from a young age. And when I have people say, no, that doesn't happen at school, fortunately on Twitter, I have people come up and show, no, this actually is happening. And I've had people send me, uh, this is important in Canada, or at least Ontario, the uh, syllabus for people learning to become teachers has in that syllabus really clearly social justice. Right. And and social justice, I think, is the worst manifestation. And by the way, I fight for real social justice. I don't fight for social justice warrior social justice. That's bullshit. It's the opposite so, of social justice. It's 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 it's, 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 it's racism, yeah. it's sexism, it's bigotry, it's 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 greed. Divisive. Yeah. It's, and that's that's the trick of the Marxist. That's the trick of the leftist. Yes. And it's it's all these word games. And my father teaches rhetoric. He's a rhetoric professor, he teaches debate and all that stuff. So I was taught from a young age how to uh, differentiate between a word's meaning and the word itself and how the trick of the social justice warrior is to take whatever you are, the evil that you are, and label it the opposite and then just hammer it in repetition, repetition. And it's so manipulative, like tolerance is intolerance. Well, here's the thing. I, I made a video of this. I mean, that is truly doublespeak. And 
Uh, you know, everyone talks about Orwell in 1984. There was a book called Doublespeak by William Lutz about, I think it was 20 years ago or more, talking about this and showing many examples of governments doing that to control the population. Right. And what, what the social justice warriors do is, and here's a real important psychological term, everyone seems to know this now, but it, what you just described is projection. They take their own nefarious motives or fears or whatever else, and they project onto others and say, I'm not doing it you're doing it and they say it with such conviction that it's akin it's akin to gaslighting and you know who does gaslighting narcissists and psychopaths right so, can you okay, explain I, to I, people I, what gaslighting means it's a term i only learned recently can you explain to people sure it was based on a movie uh i think in the 1940s but the point of gaslighting in, in reality is when someone says to the other person uh that basically the sky is yellow and they say it enough times with enough conviction and by the way uh but it's usually done in the set in the context of the person doing it has done something bad or wrong they get busted for it and instead of owning up to it they say no no you're crazy you're doing this you're doing that and again they're projecting their own garbage onto the other person right but the beauty of a narcissist or a psychopath is that unlike normal people they can do this with such, as I said, conviction, and they say it with such strength. They go on the offensive that it makes the person go, whoa, if, they, if they're saying in this manner, there must be truth to it. And they do it enough times, and there's, they can talk circles around the other person. So pretty soon the person does look at the sky and does see it as yellow. And I've worked with so many patients who've gone through that years and years, whether it's their parents or their spouse, and it just destroys them psychologically. Yeah, and it, and it comes from, this is what bothers me so much and why I'm such a defender of uh, children and, and a lot of people in these positions is it comes from compassion that's being twisted. It's kind of right. like how war doesn't come from hate, it comes from twisted love, where, where you don't kill someone because you hate them, you kill someone because you love someone else so much and you think that's a threat. And that's what really bothers me is that the, the, the desire to please, the desire to get affirmation, the desire for... Uh, group cohesion is being manipulated and twisted for people's nefarious reasons. And there's not a lot of people in the world that have enough love in their life or enough uh, are grounded enough to be able to take all those arrows and not kneel. And you're someone like that. Jordan Peterson is someone like that. There's a lot of people out there that you're something like that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Where, where people don't understand why you're not kneeling. And, and then it inspires others because I get emails all the time of people saying, I thought I was crazy until I started listening to you and Peterson and Shapiro and Ruben and you. And, um, and I, I find it just so awful. It's like that four, uh, that there are four lights. Remember out of, uh, it was in Star Trek and Orwell, where they try and break you so you say the three lights are four lights. Right. And Captain Picard, or no, it was four lights, three lights. And Captain Picard just left screaming, there are four lights. And... Um, I almost think that what we're facing now is le less 1984 and more um, a brave new world, where it's it's less about the 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 violence controlling us and more about the 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 pleasures and the indulgences and the you can have all the sex you want, you can have all the drugs you want, you know, abortion is liberation, you know, orgies are virtuous, uh, heroin is fine. And out of that, I think it's almost like the Pinocchio uh, Island of the Donkeys, where they just they, they wear you down until you're just a robot, and you're not going to get all those pleasures you were even promised. You're just going to uh, kneel for your masters. Right, and just so people know, uh, like when you, when you talk like that, 
people might think, oh, he's just puritanical, he's overly conservative or rigid. I know that you're not. I know no. that you're liberal. And well, just, you know, my, well, yeah, but, but I'm liberal in, in a sense, but also not. I'm more libertarian in the social sense right. and conservative right. in the governmental sense, where I'm not judging people. Like, when, when I, puritanical, that's a hysterical way of describing me, but... I, like, I think there is a better way of living. I don't think it should be illegal to be a, uh, a lot of these things at all. I think drugs should be legal, but I don't think they're right. good. It's like... Yeah, see, that's the thing, though. This is the problem. It's like Joe Rogan always says, because people can't pigeonhole you, they can't stick you into this one box, they get confused, they get confounded, they get upset with you because they want to see you as all this or all that. That's called black and white thinking. It's one of the most common cognitive distortions, and it's the death of freaking society uh, when, when we get into like that. It's, it's, it's a heuristic. It's a mental shortcut that they want to be able to categorize you, especially if they can categorize you in a way that allows them to shut the box on you. They put you in the box, they go, bad box, and put on the shelf. Right, and you, and you can't stuff. bad box me. And that's one of the problems. It's like, because right. I have went through enough gatekeepers in Hollywood where, I mean, there's videos of Anne Hathaway being like, is anyone else a big Owen Benjamin fan? You see Martin Scorsese clapping, and you'll see me in movies, and you'll see me in stuff. So you can't really say I'm this, back, this backwoods hillbilly that don't know no better. And then if someone calls me... Um, an anti-Semite, someone's like, oh, he's a quarter Jewish. It's like, oh, well, he's a show for Israel. It's like, well, he just made fun of Ben Shapiro's sheet sale selling. It's like, oh, he's a race. Oh, well, his wife's half Hispanic and his kid. And, it, like, a lot of black people go to his shows. And then, so all they do is they just go, he's lost his mind. He's alt-right. He's a white supremacist. And the gaslighting of the left about white supremacy I find fascinating because I think they're the ones that think white people are special and that that's why they have to take care of black people like they're babies. It's the exactly. soft, the soft bigotry of low expectation, and so then they're looking at us as people that don't have white pride or white shame, just existence based on merit and values and what you've accomplished, and um, and um, uh, they they say, oh well, you must you must be a white supremacist because if I was you, I'd be a white supremacist, and you're like, no, no, I'm not, and just like with the the word reversals, it's the same with liberal. When you just said you're liberal, if you look up liberal in the dictionary, I am liberal, but I'm not a liberal. No, that's why I said liberal. Yeah, right, exactly. Like what the word originally meant. And yes. that was just open-minded. And but at the exactly. same but at the same time, I'm not a postmodernist. I believe in right and wrong. I believe in objective reality, but I'm open-minded and then I'll narrow it down to what I believe is the right path. And I yeah, and I spent decade I, I spent decades doing that. Go ahead. Yeah. And that, what you are is, I tell this to all my students, is in every class I teach them, I say that's a critical thinker. You're open-minded, but you're also critical and skeptical of your experiences and the information you receive. That is an intelligent, critical thinker. Thank you. Yeah, and it's like, and it's more powerful, I think, to be like a, a Thomas Sowell, who's a libertarian, right. who was once a Marxist, a black man from Harlem, uh, who changed his mind. And I think that's a very powerful position to be in because you said, hey, I was one of you until I got enough. I applied to the Socratic method and kept breaking it down and burning the dead wood until I realized that minimum wage in Puerto Rico doesn't seem to pan out. You know what I'm saying? All right, so how do we beat this? How do we beat this? And then I'll let you go. But I, I want to give the people some, uh, some ways to get past this because I think a lot of people get depressed and anxious if they don't have some sort of action that they can do to try and stop the monsters. Okay, so what I was going to say before that, just, was just quickly, so people know I'm not puritanical myself. My mother opened up Canada's first sex store. Wow. Right? I was, 
Okay, I was raised in a sex store. Icicle, so, uh, dild uh, icicle dildos. Icicle dildos. Well, yes, well in exactly. the tundra of Canada, I don't know what you guys are up to up there, but I'm guessing there's a lot of ice. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. So you guys should make uh, Justin Trudeau butt plugs. <laughs> well, people call him a butt plug, but in any event, um, <laughs> uh, and he's got his head so far up other people's asses. So, um, so what can we do? What when I gave that free speech uh, talk on November 11th, what I was telling people, the whole talk was about what a no a nobody. <laughs> can do because most of us are nobodies you're beyond a nobody i'm a little bit above a nobody. everyone's a nobody in the grand scheme of things you know oh, what i'm saying we're all just co we're animated carbon here for a brief amount of time just trying to just trying to keep our patreons from getting shut down you know what i mean anyway go on <laughs> so what we have to do is uh first of all educate yourself that's the number one thing step outside your own uh you know your own echo chamber look at what the other party is saying or the other people are saying i don't want to say side because we shouldn't be looking at sides uh because that's when you get into boxes or sides or us versus them identity politics so just look at the information around you from a dis uh disinterested and objective stance number one number two when you see other people being attacked and these these guys these lefties and so on i hate to use labels but they're like jackals they're hyenas 20 of them will pounce on somebody right away they tag them and they come on so when you see that happening join in help the other person show the other person that you have support right uh, right because otherwise they're going to feel like you said depressed because they feel isolated well, that, that's, that's a solinsky that's a solinsky tactic is you isolate and shame that's why yeah. the unbearables on twitter when we started the unbearables it was so and still is they're still at it even though i'm out but it, it was so powerful to have a community of just logical people that are, are just trying to do critical thinking because there was a lot of backgrounds in the unbearables. But the one thing that they would do is they would have each other's backs in, in, in debate. And it wouldn't be just jackals on me and everyone else sitting in silence. And, and Kasol Linsky describes that. You isolate and you shame. And you make it so... Because the lone wolf dies in the wilderness. The lone wolf feels a sense of panic. And okay, go on. Sorry to interrupt, but I just thought that no, was no, such a that was such a great point. Lone, that, sorry, but the thing with the lone wolf is they're when they die, the worst thing is a thousand other wolves see that and go, I don't want any part of that. Right. Fear greatest demotivator. So this is what when you have people coming to your defense, when you show them that you're not alone, it empowers people. That's true empowerment. So that's part of how you do it. You stand up, you speak out, you challenge. And I've had so many students tell me, they say it's so refreshing to see me take a very different perspective from the accepted narrative at the university, because I teach at uh, Ryerson University, a very progressive university. So they tell me when they speak out, the professor, never mind the students, the professor slams them. Well, you know what? If a professor slams you for asking critical questions, for asking them to provide facts to back up their ideology, if they if they attack you, go to the freaking dean. Make yeah. a complaint. Hold them to account. You know, and get five people with you as well. That's what you do. So, you know, Lindsay Shepard was a great example. Yeah, of that. yeah, I she's I don't, awesome. I don't want to... You know, we shouldn't um, ideal. Uh, we shouldn't idolize her, but we should see that she's a great example of how you stand up for yourself. Don't be afraid. Um, I've been doing this for a number of years. I have no tenure. I have no job security. Nothing's happened to me aside from a bunch of idiots on Twitter and social media trying to get me fired. So I got you know, your back, bro. Sorry, I got your back. 
Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you very much. And when, like Kyle, you mentioned earlier, Kyle Kavanaugh, when I was on his podcast, as soon as I was on his podcast, all these unbearables started following me. And it's like, wow, like, holy, first of all, I didn't know who they were. Um, but, you know, then I found out, uh, I knew you from before. I've seen you on your comedy and, and Joe Rogan, other podcasts. So I've known about you. But the unbearables, that... To that massive force. That's how we fight this. And we have to get people in positions of authority, the few people who are not afraid to speak out and to go into these um, decision-making uh, contexts and say, what you're doing is wrong and here's why. Provide right. the evidence, not ideology. Well, the beauty of the unbearables is they come from a vast background. Some are in complete positions of power. They just can't really speak out. That's why it's almost like Fight Club where you get a bear name. But... Yeah. Uh, but because early on, I would say, like, you know, I'm so sick of just bitching about the left. We have to start a community that, that builds because that's that's the only way to really beat. It's almost like the, the, the nothing and the never ending story. You remember the never ending story where, Long the, time ago. where the nothing is just erasing all everybody's uh, imagination. It's like a little kid's movie. But the only way to fight that is to build your own thing. Because if not, like a double negative doesn't inspire people and it doesn't really fight anything when you say oh, these damn blue-haired SJWs. It's like, well, what do you propose? And you just have nothing. That's why the Unbearables, we make videos, we do funny stuff, we hang out, we like talk about what we believe and what we like and what songs we like. And that, I think, is more appealing to those lone wolves that feel isolated than it, than it is just to be about what you hate. Because I don't want to be defined about what, who hates me. That, that's a trap I saw a mile away. Right. And, you know, we are social animals. Uh, you know, we've lost that basically over the years. We've lost that sense of community, whether it's our neighborhood, uh, whether it's other organizations. So building these virtual communities as you're doing online, I mean, that's 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 the new way to be human. We have, you know, you know, Internet communities. And I, if people, as you say, if you can attract people not to just saying what you hate, but to show them that there's something productive, what it does is it fulfills our sense of or our need to have meaning and purpose. Oh, and when, that's very of course, dude, when the like, when any bear has a kid, we all retweet it and celebrate it and 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 talk about the wonders of parenting. You know, that these, these things are what is missing in our society that's trying to be replaced with shame and outrage and all this stuff. And, and that's just a house of cards as long as you have the backbone to withstand the shame mobs. Here's it, I got two more questions I thought of. I, I thought we're winding down, but I just got two more. One, stuff. Go ahead. how do you feel about the fact that, as you said, your mom opened the first sex shop in Canada, um, the freedom seems to be like the people seeking the freedom to do what they want switches parties at, at some points. Like, I think that the left at some point in society was once fighting against censorship and fighting against sexual repression. And now I believe the right is more fighting for against censorship and repression. How do you feel about that? Like, how does that shift? How is I think conservatism and libertarianism is almost like more punk rock these days than being a leftist because we don't have marching orders yeah it's amazing how that happened it was insidious it slowly happened it started off in the universities because the marxism the postmodernists. i mean i know these are terms that are being tossed around these days but if you read into it you see it really did happen starting like the 60s and 70s especially where it started to come into the universities and the vast majority of people or a large proportion of people will go to university they'll be educated that way then they will start going to teach with that mindset and you know, it's just this 
the, the, what they're what they're failing to acknowledge, their lack of insight prevents them from seeing that all they're really doing is trying to control others. Right. And that's why that's what we're seeing. That's why we're seeing the censorship. We're seeing the lack of ability to make choice and so on. Once they had they established that control, because we know in American and Canadian universities, the vast majority of professors are left leaning left. You know, they're liberal. So they are in a position of power, at least in their little microcosm. And so more and more people kind of just spread like cancer. That's how it happened. And how do you um, how do you how do you uh, control people? Well, you dictate what they are allowed to do or not do or say or not say. And they gained the power. And that's what they did. They started just controlling, um, not through force, but through ideas. And it's very easy. It's, it's getting easier to control through ideas when you're being indoctrinated at a very young age. And people don't believe it, but it truly is happening. I've got three daughters from 20 to 8, and I've seen what they're being taught at school. We, we go, they go to a very good school, uh, but it's happening more and more from a young age. That's what a child's being taught. So you're basically raising a bunch of people with these mindsets of this is right, this is wrong, mostly wrong, wrong, wrong. You can't do this. You have to do that. That's how you do it. Yeah, it's, it's it, his comfort. It's, it's his comfort with cognitive dissonance. It makes no sense to me. Where you can say something as absurd as um, white people are responsible for all racism. Like t- growing up, that's an obvious paradox. Like that, it's all generalizations are false. It's a it's a statement that in itself is a paradox and a joke. Right. And now people can say it. Like Donald Trump is is Hitler. Give him your guns. Like. They, they don't see that their own statement is a contradiction, and they're so comfortable with that for some reason. Well, the reason is this, and this is how the left got such power, um, and this is my catchphrase. They don't recognize the difference between righteousness, which they believe they represent, and self-righteousness, which is what they're actually doing wow. and how they're acting. True, and very it's true. it's so easy. You can do anything as long as you can paint it or portray it as I am doing it for the good of others or for society. And that's what the left, quote unquote, used to supposedly or ostensibly represent was the good. As you said, wars are started because you're loving certain people. If you can frame it in a way where you say, I am doing what's best for you, I am doing what's righteous and, and you know, just... Oh, that's, that's what they all do. I mean, Hitler Hitler spent a long time sure. trying like uh, uh, grooming this concept of Jewish privilege. Yeah, that, that that he was scrubbing the insects from society because they were privileged and they had all this money and they had all this power and they. It's the same rhetoric, and and well, and, and that's and that's the thing when it comes to rhetoric. That's why fear is so important because you need to create an enemy. Okay, the bad guy, the boogeyman that people have to be afraid of. And then you have to tell people you don't have the power to take, you know, to to fight this yourself. Leave it to us. We have your best interests at heart. That's how all dictators, how all movements, uh, that's how they do it. And you were saying earlier about the Democrats or, you know, the left with uh, with uh, with people of color where they're, you know, that's where the bigotry comes in. They're saying, no, no, you can't do it. Leave it to us. We'll take care of you. We'll take care of Jamarcus. It's so condescending, and uh, yeah. that's why it's so important that that, and that's one reason why I think so many people support me right now. For one, I think they think I'm funny, but if they shut me down, it's a big loss. And that's why when they banned me from Twitter, and then people came to my Patreon, and now Patreon's sending me these creepy letters, and they're coming to my website and Vimeo. It's because I I'm now standing for for something more than myself, which is that you can't force me to stop saying what I believe. 
And the minute that they win, a lot of us lose. And that's one reason why it's so important that um, that I don't stop and they don't make it so I can't make videos and I can't reach people. And all they're really doing is making it so we're getting more innovative, where it's like they're, they're backing us into a corner where we have to invent our own app almost. And then I think they're in for a real surprise. Well, it's like whack-a-mole. They shut down one thing and then, you know, you pop up somewhere else and, you know, and, and spread your message. So Right, because the yeah. fact I, I, like, I lost my agent and I still kept touring. I sold more tickets. I, I right. lose, I, I, I get called, I get unfairly and unjustly called a racist in some articles. And, and it doesn't stop black people and Hispanics from supporting me. And, and I think that that is so threatening to an authoritarian that they can order an execution. They can do this. And the crowd goes, Maximus, Maximus. You know, it's, it's that power dynamic where if they, if, they can shut, if they can't shut me down, it affects a lot of other stuff in their whole game plan that they can't just shame people into silence. Right. And they have shamed a lot of people. And if the shame doesn't work, then they find other means to try to shut them down, which is why, as you said earlier, it's so important that you don't take the knee. You keep fighting back and you know that people have your back. And that's so important. Um, so, yes. So I, I that's why I was so happy to be on your uh, your podcast, because I really respect what you're doing. You're going against the trend, uh, especially in, in Hollywood or com comedic circles or whatever. Uh, that, you know, it, it's it's refreshing to see someone fight against it. And this is why you'll keep going, because, as you said, it's something beyond you. Yeah, totally. And, and, and thank you for doing it. Where can people find you and where can people support you and where can people follow what you're up to? So Doc Amite, D-O-C-A-M-I-T-A-Y, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, my uh, website, docamite.com. By the way, I don't do, because I make more than enough money as a psychologist, I don't ask for money for Patreon or for any donations or anything like that. No, so but you want them hits, said, baby. You want the hits. You want the views. I do want the views. That's, that's support. That's a, new, that's a different currency. There's a million currencies. Money's just one of them. You want those right. views because that scares the lefties. Exactly. And I hope people will check out my videos and see because they will see one of my videos. What I'm most proud of is where I fight against my the Ontario Psychological Association, my professional organization. I went to them back when Jordan Peterson, the whole Peterson thing started happening. I was saying we got to listen to him. We got to support him. We have to make sure people know that he's not just some transphobic bigot, blah, blah, blah. And I got so much backlash. Uh, so I made videos, de you know, detailing all of this and showing the lies that were happening. So I hope people will watch that. Because what what that kind of pants do you have to buy to keep those giant balls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. So everybody, check them out, support them, because this dude is standing up in a in a place that's getting crazy. And uh, uh, Jordan Peterson interviewed these lawyers that are going through that too, where they have to sign yeah. some agreement. You know, yeah, in America, college students, college students have to sign their white privilege affidavits and stuff. It's it's it's, it's a setup for absolute disaster. And as, as a parent and you're a parent, I think that that kind of jars us out of this us versus them stuff. And, and we have to just beat back what will threaten our children in the future. Exactly. And, you know, and, you know, we started off just kind of tied all together. I think the greatest threat to our children, not the biggest threat, because there are other threats, but I think the most obvious threat that we're seeing and the, the most blatant example of ideology just messing up children is this whole trans movement. Yeah. And I'm very pro-trans. Uh, I've helped. I've helped. I've written letters to as help adults, though, as adults. 
Right, exactly. Adults. Adult. Yeah. Right. And if it's a kid, I always tell people, value the child. You'll love them, accept them for who they are, but don't push them in the wrong direction. Yeah. All the research shows, if you kind of push them in that direction, they'll keep going. And that's where you talk about cognitive dissonance. Once you spend all these years saying, I am one thing, I am a boy when you're really a girl, and, and you're getting all this praise and acceptance and validation, and then suddenly to go, whoops, I made a terrible mistake. People can't do that. A, a teenager can't suddenly turn around and go, sorry, guys, I'm wrong. Well, I know so faces that away. is um, uh, military. Like, I have a, uh, like, I've had friends that became very good at killing people. And then they'd come back to civilization. And they had this, like, deculting almost of, of, like, they had pride in something that they didn't have pride in almost. Where it was like they had built up this personality, this, this self-esteem based on how good they were at creating pink mist right. from two kilometers. And then, you know, when they secure the area and they see the kids run out and cry, you know, that creates that uh, moral injury. And I think that happens with five, six, seven-year-olds trying to make their silly progressive father love them more by saying they're transgendered. And then when they realize they aren't, I used to do a bit about coming out of the straight closet to my opera singing dad. It was like a reverse where I'm like, I want to play catch with mom, you know, was, but, um, Final thing, do you think it's going to get worse before it gets better? I, you know, sadly, honestly, I think it will. Yeah, me too. Is. I think we're seeing the evidence. Yeah. It is getting worse. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for the talk. This was a blast. We got to do this more often. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you so much. Oh, you're the man. Peace, brother. Keep doing what you're doing. All right. Oh, yeah. That guy's awesome, huh? What a good time. Uh, I want to remind you guys, if you want to send me a message, because my wife sent me this uh, message. Vimeo chat is down. Link to new chat room is at hugepianist.com slash live feed. So if you want to check out, if you want to chat there, or if you want to send me a message, you can do it at paypal.me slash feed the bear, because I am not a professor, and this is the only way I make money. But that guy was awesome. That was fun. And as we could see, the guy... Um, was from a very, seems left-wing family, but the fact that he put his values of family and his values of his profession and his values of logic above the crazy ideology that the left is, is putting out is he didn't fall victim to these things that are taking over um, Canada. All right, let's start reading some of these messages. Uh, morning, Owen. I was thinking, oh, let me play you something else real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to show you these responses. Just like what he was talking about. Don't let your brothers and your sisters and the people that you respect and the people you know are right die alone. Because when I got this letter, I posted it. I post all this stuff now because I know that, that, that you die in silence, right? So I posted this about what Patreon sent me. And if, if you're just joining the chat now, you can go back and rewatch the video I posted uh, from Dave Rubin, how the Patreon uh, CEO, a little bit of a pants on fire situation. Um, so people start writing in my defense. This was um, uh, this was written. I, I'm not going to say the name of the person because I didn't have time to ask. But he sent me what he was writing to Patreon. He said, I came here today to support Owen Benjamin. He's one of my, many comedians I've followed for years that has recently found himself involved in a free speech battle with social justice warriors. If you read some of the comments online and letters, they no doubt have been bombarding your site with bombarding. You would think that Owen is a right wing racist. This is far from the truth. Does he say th things that are controversial? Yes. Are they meant to hurt, demean or 
mischaracterize people or sectional groups? No. What Owen does is point out the hypocrisy of life. In uh, 2017 to 18, the hidden agenda of political class of people. Uh, they don't like this and react often violently, attacking his character and comedy and misconstruing the message that is placed inside his jokes and style of humor. Take a look at his series, Why Didn't They Laugh? Within the series, Owen deconstructs comedy, taking into account every audience is different and leads the watcher through why some jokes work and others don't work, how to gauge the audience and craft a joke to hit the points the comedian wants to make. It is pure genius, and I've never seen a comedian deconstruct material publicly before in such a way. Um... Having watched him now for many years, I can say Owen is a family man with strong ethical values and a strong sense of personal responsibility towards his family, his craft, his community, and society as a whole. Ethical in the sense that when he sees something wrong, he won't ignore it, even if it would uh, probably be wiser if he did. I don't know him personally, but I've seen him reach out a helping hand to those in need of any race, religion, or creed. These are the acts of a decent man, not a man of the stereotype that others would paint him as. I came here to support Owen because it's the right thing to do. I will leave with Owen if he's forced out or decides to leave. If you feel a violent reaction to anything Owen says, before you start, uh, voice your outrage from behind your keyboard. Ask yourself, why do I react this way? If you can answer that question, ask yourself another. Why would Owen have written it this way? If you can answer both of these, those questions without falling for the racist bigot cop-out, you might begin to understand uh, to regain your sense of humor. Rod Silton, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them about the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they, and then uh, I don't have, I, I missed the rest. That was a very good buildup that I, but anyway, so this dude defended me to Patreon, and then they responded. Nick from Patreon, they finally put their name, whereas, whereas my letter, it just said, Patreon, trust and safety, kindest regards. See, like what that dude wrote was so true and, and wasn't in this hostile language that sometimes I can, I can be uh, susceptible to. Where I'm, I did write a letter back to Patreon. It was as respectful as I could possibly be, but I basically just asked for specifics and uh, tried to explain the jokes. But then this, then Patreon responded um, with, Patreon has built a robust sense of community guidelines around the content. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Uh, we don't want to create an environment of fear for comedians, but, but they're doing all of it. What they're saying is the opposite. We don't want to create a, uh, an uh, environment of fear for comedians that they will lose their primary source of income because of one bad joke. But Patreon also must maintain a community where people from various backgrounds and experiences feel safe on the platform. Did you hear what the, like the guy who just wrote the letter was basically saying, watch Owen. Like people from all backgrounds feel great about what he's saying. And, um, and they don't care. In, in, the, in the case of, the, of this creator, his past behavior has violated our community guidelines on hate speech. But as mentioned above, comedians as a group of creators require additional work on our part to allow them to create. To the end, these people support gay pornographers that do orgy scenes labeled like daddy and son. Like their attempt, it's just like what the good doctor was just telling us, that their attempt at trying to be holier than thou is a joke. It's a better joke than anything I could write. Look up what so, Patreon has like terrorists on there and stuff. 
It's, it's, they have no moral high ground. And yeah, I had reached 10 grand a month just from the last two weeks from support because people don't want to see me fall, right? I got none of that money. And now I think they will take it down. It's still up, but I've told people to go to hugepianist.com slash subscribe. It's already down to seven grand, which is a plus for me because that means people are jumping. You know, I think we're already at, we're over two grand now on my personal site and monthly contributions through PayPal, which they're not going to touch. If they go after PayPal, I mean, our entire market economy could fail. And I would be the canary in the coal mine. If, if somehow they freeze out PayPal, buy Bitcoin. Because it's one thing about Patreon. These are a bunch of soy-eating morons in Silicon Valley that are just, their brains are fried from just staring at computer screens and being over-pampered or ignored by their insane parents. But if they go after PayPal, that is... That would be nuts. So if you subscribe to that, we will eventually set up a way because although I know most of you, if not all of you, would support regardless, I want to give you an extra advantage as a supporter of like when I sell the Bear Steins, where there, or uh, put up tickets or do talks with my mom. I want it to be exclusive to Patreon um, just to show that I appreciate your support, but I don't have anything in place yet. But just please try to migrate there because Coder Bear is making an app. I've seen um, some rough, some rough uh, images of it and how it works, and it, it's going to be great. It's simple, but it's going to be great. It's going to be a place where we can chat and communicate and post our thoughts. And it doesn't, you know, people are telling me to go to like get on Gab or Minds or all this stuff. And to be honest, it's almost like I'm that 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 chick who was married and got a divorce. And just wants to like, like figure out something else. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I was so burned by Twitter. Twitter was pitched to me as the free speech platform when I, when I signed up for it. And I just, I, I'm just, I'm so sick of these platforms, man. They're such holier than thou condescending idiots. And so that's why I think that we're just going to start focusing on my site and this app. And I'm going to keep posting on Patreon and Instagram and Facebook until they boot me, which they will eventually, because it only, it only tightens. It only tightens. These kids, what we're seeing now, these people in their 20s, imagine the people raised in 2008, 2010, 2012, you know, mid-Obama administration. When they become adults, you think they're going to be okay? It's going to be way worse. That's why we're preparing now for these social insanities. I mean... I, I, I touched on this earlier. Oh, by the way, uh, you, there, you can still get tickets because we, I, I, I didn't realize how many seats we have in Pittsburgh. We have a lot. Uh, hugepianist.com for Pittsburgh. And I, I bet this will be the last couple days that they're on sale. And then uh, Richland, Washington. Bellevue's almost sold out. And we're trying to uh, add Portland. The first theater bailed on the Big Bear. I'm trying to reach out to the Redmonds. Uh, but I don't have Twitter and I don't have his number anymore. But maybe we can set up a show in their wood in their wood uh, their wood shop. It's massive, right in the heart of downtown Portland. It'd be sick. But um, we'll survive because I'm not going anywhere. You have that, my hand to God. I won't kneel for these people. So when you support me, just know it's for life. Like they will have to kill me to get me to stop doing jokes about soybeans and David Hogg. Kill, and I'm not an easy kill, guys. And these lefties don't have guns. They have soybeans. 
And they have pacifiers, they have uh, fanny packs full of dildos and cocaine. They're not exactly uh, valid threats. All right, so Daily Wire, uh, California Democrats seek to ban books, speech that violate LGBT priorities, right? Let me read you this article. It's nutty. It's a nutty, nutty thing. All right, so California, all right. This week, the Assembly in the state of California could vote on a bill that would legitimately ban books, shut down churches, and close psychiatric offices all over the state um, to prevent anyone. What's the purpose of the bill? To prevent anyone from being confronted with material that could advocate changing sexual behavior or gender expression. Uh, it's bad enough for the state to intervene between clients and therapists with regard to changing orientations, as several states have already done. Well, conversion therapy tends to be ineffective. This is a free country in which people should be able to... Right, like, like conversion therapy about being gay and, and treating someone to not be gay. I personally don't think that's effective either. And I think it's kind of weird. But I think Fifty Shades of Grey is weird. It doesn't mean I don't think the book should exist. I think Mon Kampf is a horrifying book. I, I think that you should be able to buy it at Barnes & Noble. Because once someone thinks that they have the power... To, to know what is good and bad for everyone else. And the, and the true irony for me is they, there's no way they'll ban the Koran. There's no more anti-gay book in the, ever printed on the planet than the Muslim holy book, the Koran. They, 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 they advocate the, um, the execution of gays. So I think you'd rather have uh, counseling, don't you think? I don't know. Let me read a couple of these. Um, oh, also, I want to play this bit and see what you guys have. I played this on a different episode but I'm working on it now and um, before I do it on stage again I want to know what you guys think about I really want to make fun of London all right let me open this clip first I obsess over bits I don't know if you guys have noticed that and and yeah and thank you all for any defense that you've given me in any of these things because um, from the beginning I've known that that's, that's key to survival for us is defending each other, having a community, being loyal. You know, when you see someone in need or you see someone getting hit unjustly, you help. You don't wait. First they came for the this, then they came for the this, then they came for us. Yeah, it's first they came for the... Uh, first they came for the capitalists, then they came... Let's just say real life for America. First they came for the white men, then they came for the Jews, then they came for the L's, then they came for the G's and the B's and the T's, and, and we said nothing, and then they came for us, and no one was left to speak up. You know what I'm saying? It's these protected classes, man. It's protected from who? Who needs protection? You know what I'm saying? All right, check this baby out. Let me know what you guys think. ban everything, right? London's now banning knives. See that shit? So that's the logical next place for that. Because there's more murder now in London than England. So all that argument where it's like, well, we should be more like England because they don't have guns in it. So no, no, now London has more murders, knives, acid. So uh, instead of admitting that the, the line between good and evil goes straight down the middle of a man's heart, it's always on us. Uh, they're going to make knives illegal. So they're going to but butter bread with their fucking cocks now. Because they're a bunch of fucking idiots. Just fucking morons. We're gonna get rid of knives. Well, what if I'm whittling a gun? <laughs> All 
right. So anyway, I became good at making arguments, but there's some people in the world that don't like a good argument. Uh, cops. Is there, is there any cops here tonight? I'm not gonna bust your balls. It's a fucking heroic job, but come on. Where's the cop at? I know they're here. You're not a cop? Oh, which one is a cop? For real, he's a cop? He does have a cop mustache, but he has the goatee that looks like he sells wine on a pirate ship. Because <laughs> usually cop is just stash. That says, like, Merlot? You know? <laughs> uh, I'm too tall for a mustache. Six, seven? No one even sees it. They just see the top of it. And they're like, yeah. Too tall for a goddamn everything. Six, seven's too far. Six foot seven? Way too big. Best height for a man between 5'11 and 6'2. Because then women feel safe, but you're, you can go on roller coasters together. Six, seven. I don't get to go on roller coasters. I swear to God, I go there, they have this limit. They're like, no, back of the line, teller. And I'm like, you just call me a teller? They're like, what you gonna do about it, boy? I'm like. One size doesn't fit all, guys. You know, like you get the one size like at Dodger Stadium, it's like, everyone get a hat. Not me. Is that a hat for my giant cock? Huh. Now, you ever go to an old folks home and see anyone my height? Me neither. We go down like a Great Dane in the rain, baby. Seven years, bad hips, but a fucking glorious life. These little chihuahua fuckers live forever, don't they? Did the lights just go out? I did that with my cock. It has a little Dodger cap on it right now. Yeah, there's something there. David Hogg just, I just got a text from uh, Nake Jared. We got to work on some David Hogg jokes because he's just signed a book, a book deal. As soon as I'm off this, I'll work on those jokes with those guys. It's crazy. Just got a book deal. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was checking out the, the chat at Huge Pianist and uh, so, some people said some funny stuff. Like gay people worked for so long to... to to prove to people that it's like a natural thing that you're born gay. And now because of postmodernism and leftist ideology, you can choose to be gay or not to be gay, just like you can choose your gender. So all of that previous activism that the gays did is now completely wiped off the table. Someone else said something funny. If they ban speech, do they ban sharp vowels? That's one thing I'll say about the Bears, man. Real funny people. All right, let me read some of these. Um, PayPal.me slash Feed the Bear if you want to uh, write me a little note. All right, it's from Michelle. <clears throat> Patreon has gone ro rogue soy, but it's okay for a girl to be a boy. If only Big Bear was PC, his social media would be safe to see. <clears throat> oh, I got a poem. <clears throat> As a fan, I'm glad he has pubes. Behind the piano, this bear is huge. He will never take a knee because unbearables watch live streams with glee. Shitty poetry by comedian bear or community bear. Let me put it to a song. Patreon has gone rogue soy, but it's okay for a girl to be a boy. If Big Bear was PC, his 
social media would be safe to see As a fan I'm glad he has pubes Cause behind the piano Big Bear is huge He'll never take the knee Because the unbearables will always watch his streams with glee Community Bear Poetry Oh, I did a song yesterday for a dude who's proposing to his girl today, and he wanted he wrote a song for her, and I, I and they were like fans of mine, so they I sang the song he wrote. I'm dying to know what she said, so as soon as I find out, I'll even play you the song, but I'm not gonna until after he pops it. I, I bet it goes good. I, I crushed the song. All right, Robert. I used to think xenophobia meant you were scared of Buddhists. That's funny. I don't know what xenophobia. Why is X-E-N-O a Buddhist thing? That's funny. I don't know why you'd be scared of Buddhists, though. They're very, they're pot-bellied and lazy. Except for the Dutchman in Japan. He's our bear who does a lot of graphic art. And he's a Buddhist. And he's given me some valid Buddhist defenses. Uh, And he did it in a very calm way. And he respects guns and bears and stuff. So I listen. I'm going to text my wife to see if she'll bring me more coffee. Oh, this is something I'm planning on doing too to beat all this stuff. Is, um, and can you bring me more coffee, my love? I might get a phone just dedicated for bears and just give you guys all my number so that you guys can always text me and write to me anything. Because um, the social justice warriors are not going to take down Verizon. And that's not that much a month to get another line. I think that that's a great idea. And I'll just organize it all by bear names. I'll have a whole bear phone. A bear phone. Bear America. Bear Force Fun. Bear Force One. I'll call it Bear Force One. This is from Ben. Big Bear, it was an honor watching you discuss my family, the Belsky Altriad on the last stream. Oh, you're related. Oh, yeah, your last name is that. That's cool. My history is a big reason why I became a bear. At some point in all of our lives, you have to take a stand for truth and morality, just like my family in the 40s. Time to show that the bears are on the right side of history. Welcome to the Altriad Big Bear, Metal Bear. Oh, dude, it's an honor that you're a bear, my friend. And I found out that there's a whole movie based on it called Defiance starring Daniel Craig. So I'm going to watch that immediately. But I don't know why that's not taught in schools constantly. It's such a good story. That this small group of Jews um, got armed from Poland and just kept breaking into death camps and breaking people out. So cool. Such defiance. Uh, Lee, keep up the good fight, Owen. Hope to see you in Pittsburgh. Oh, I will be there, 428. Um, yeah, I'm hiring some security just to be safe, even though I, I, I don't think it'll be any any deal. I'm um, bringing some, some camera guys, too, to film film it. This chat is exploding, or is exposing the psycho the psychop, psychopathic. Why, how, why did I have such a hard time saying that word? This chat is exposing the psychopathic underbelly of the whole SJW movement by a psychologist. P.S. May I be 45 Cali Bear? Of course. That's a great name. Thanks, Owen, for setting this up. Oh, thanks to DeLev and Kyle Cavanaugh 
Kyle has some great chats with that dude too. And Kyle's a Canadian, so they probably have little Canadian code stuff. File Kyle, he uh, he takes requests on YouTube for songs and stuff. He's a dad. He plays guitar. He's one of the original Unbearables, so uh, subscribe to his channel. He's a good dude. I've joined the chat a few times. Um, good guy. Good guy. Uh, Addo Bear here. Can't wait to see how much stronger we get now that Patreon is out. Yeah, and Patreon's still up, so... I will still be posting there, but I just went at them hard. Um, so I don't know how long they'll stay up. I literally just made a video about how the CEO is a liar. So, I mean, if they leave it up, it'll be hilarious. But hugepianist.com slash subscribe is a way better place to go. Can't wait to see how much stronger we get. Uh, excited for the Bear app. I'm a computer science major, and once I learn more, I'd love to help on the tech side stuff. Have you noticed that people think conservatives are crazy until they actually hear their ideas? Yes, I have. I've had that experience a lot in college and at work when people find out I'm conservative. P.S. I'll subscribe on PayPal once I get out of some credit card debt. As I've always said, if, it's, if it hurts at all, don't give me money. It's all about just because I, I need you people strong. But random super duper chats is all I can do for now. Love from SoCal. P.S. Why are you not on Gab? Uh, I'm just wary right now of any social media platform. I just, I don't know. I, I, the terms and conditions freak me out now. So now I'm going to keep using the ones I use. I'm, I'm on BitChute. I upload all the YouTube videos there now. Uh, cause I think YouTube could be in some serious danger and, and needs uh, competition desperately. But frankly, I don't even know if Twitter's a good idea for the world. I liked it. I liked the idea battles of it. I liked our Unbearables brigades. But um, it's kind of dumb. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'll get on Gab. That's probably a smarter move for uh, business-wise. But my instincts are just like, all that shit is noise. Like, start your own thing and just make make videos, make funny stuff. You know, I'm, we're going to do another Beauty and the Bear with Amy to talk about how we've dealt with all of these stresses in our lives from all these attacks and how we've gotten through. Oh, I'm going to read you guys something really cool that someone wrote me on Facebook. Because uh, that's a whole side of this that I think is interesting, is how our marriage has reacted to this. And I don't really like to be too... Um, I don't know. There's a lot I keep, not secret, but there's, there's, there's private. I like to keep certain things private, but I also don't. I also like to just kind of experience things and express it and show people what I've learned from it or all of it. And I just think stress is whether it's financial stress or some of the stuff that, um, I don't even know how to find this right now. I'm going to read it another time, but just what? Just the person who wrote it about all the stuff about uh, men and women growing close during conflict and then can drift apart when the conflict's over. It's better to grow close with conflict and then even closer when the conflict ends. That's what me and Amy face sometimes is, um, it's, 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 there's no difference in me and her being close. Like we're bonded life, very, very close. But what happens is me and her react differently to stress. Like sometimes she gets in like eye of the tiger mode and doesn't talk, but she's just like thinking of how to like 
deal with it. And um, I get more expressive. And so that could cause arguments between us. But we just had to figure that out. It really is as cliche as it sounds. A lot of times it is just different styles of communication. And sometimes like you pick up on, on something based on how you would react, but it's not how you react. It's how another person reacts. And um, we are in a weird place as far as a lot of married couples don't have to deal with waking up every morning knowing that there's people trying to get you, your career destroyed, make it so there's no money in your bank account and make sure that you're divorced. People message Amy all these crazy things and she's like, do these people not know that like how much we've been through and how there's no, she just sees it as, is like pathetic. But just to know that there's people out there saying, I want to make sure that that family dies. I'm not saying like literally, but just withers because what we represent is hope to a lot of people that don't have hope right now that you can, that, that this cancerous PC insanity doesn't have to take you over. And every platform they try to take me down on and every time they call me all these names and you can see in my eyes that I'm still the same guy and that not only am I not sad, I'm focused. And not only is Amy not worried about me and uh, alienated by me, like she, she's even more supportive and even more like coming up with ideas and being and, and reaching out to venues and responding to people's emails and uh, helping me with merch. And she's 26 weeks pregnant, guys. And she's with a two-year-old. And we have no real extended family around here to help because my brother has three kids of his own and has two jobs. So like that terrifies authoritarians because they're saying, oh, look at this family. They're showing people that strength comes in your principles and in your family. And you can't touch it. But she does worry about my stress level. And that's why last night we had a, a carefree evening. And um, just we made sure we giggled and cuddled and, and got into a new series together and were silly. Because that's important, you know? Because sometimes marriages can become business partnerships and back to marriages and then back to friendships and it's like very sexual and then not sexual and then sexual again. And, and you have to be able to withstand all that, but never lose that, that, that playfulness, that, that, that hugging, like the affection. And that can happen when you're in a constant state of being attacked. And this has not been the norm for our relationship. This started right here. I'll show you the day that that's the day. September 27th, 2017, when, when the University of Connecticut sent me this. Good, evening, good afternoon. The University of Connecticut is providing you with a notice to cancel the comedy show featuring Owen Benjamin. That's the day it all changed. Because I went, I went after this dad who was saying that his five-year-old was a girl and he was going to put him on hormone blockers. I lost my agent. I lost my manager. I would not apologize because my agent gave me that option. That if I just said I was sorry and tweeted less, it would all be forgiven. No. And then from there, I got the ire of this, these, these mobs. And a lot of them are pedophiles, socialists, um, bipolar disorder people who think they're trans, but they're really just insane. And they've just been coming at me ever since. Just And, and bear in mind, 
That's not a big amount of time in my life. October, November, December, January, February, March, April. It's, it's been seven total months since I've been under constant attack. And my entire career has had to shift. Amy's role in my career has shifted. Amy, like what we deal with on a daily basis, socially, politically, career-wise, financially. Because despite being a comedian and a professional artist, my life was stable as far as income. It was like clockwork. You know, that, that college was going to pay me 7500 bucks, and I had like three or four more gigs that were just wiped off the books. Just doot, 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 doot. And we had just bought rental property that needed a new roof. So we went to credit card debt and we're slightly terrified. And it, we were in that position where all things were pointing to kneeling. And I didn't. And she told me she respected that about me. And she said that I would be the type of man that she wants her son to be, who is at that point a baby. So that's the type of shit that we're dealing with that a lot of people don't have to deal with right now. Other people have different problems. Someone gets cancer. Someone loses their job. Someone, there, there's, there, who knows? There's demons that people have to deal with that I can't imagine. But I think that that's one thing that makes our relationship relatable is how do you stay you? How do you keep that love innocent? Like innocent, but also adult simultaneously under conflict and under peace. Cause this is the thing. A lot of people don't realize some relationships are based on conflict, surviving conflict. And when the conflict is gone, they disappear. Other relationships are based on peace and can't survive conflict. The, 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 the key to a good marriage is in times of peace and in times of war, you can trust each other. You can love each other. And you always keep that little element of playfulness, even when the night is darkest. All right, let's read some more of this stuff. Uh, Lee. Oh, yeah, I read that one. Lynn. Did I read this one? Oh, I read that one. Adrian. Adele, Big Bear. Did I read this one? Oh, yeah, I read that one. This is from Steve. Had to share my tweet from two days ago. Is actually getting retweeted. Um... Hashtag boycott David Hogg. Just because he turned 18 doesn't mean he finally got his pubes. Yes! He still doesn't know a thing about being an adult or politics. His smug, foul mouth needs a slap. I always believe when someone hits you, you don't back down. You hit them smarter. And when you do that to them, it will feel like you hit harder. Genius. Or you just kick the living shit out of them. Almost 40 years of martial arts has made me an effective counter-striker. In the ring and in life, you can expose openings in your defense as a trap to let someone strike you. Because it will open them up in a way that when you hit them back, they will wish to God they had never given up, uh, they had never gotten up that morning. Also, what's the best way to contact you to schedule being on my stream? Uh, best way, I think you just did it, bro. But why didn't they laugh at gmail.com? Let's schedule it. Or, or hit up uh, Delev, unbearablecomedy at gmail.com. She's really good at getting a hold of me. And um, same with the Bear Jew and Bayonet Bob and Base Tax and a bunch of these guys. But uh, she's wicked organized. She's Israeli, guys. She's 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 prepared. Uh, but that's such a good that's such a good point. The counter strike is so effective because the people's like these ideologically can just mentally destroyed people have this huge ego, so they just come in wow wow wow. And sometimes the best thing is to take a couple hits and then just fuck them up which is what we're currently doing. Every platform they try to ban, ban me and they have these, 
these letters because in their little social circles and their little hollow mirrors, they feel, they feel so good about themselves that they're saving the world. So that then when they send it out to me and I blast it out to the people that are still normal and sane, they look fucking nuts. I bet I cost Patreon tens of thousands of dollars. Lifetime, way more. Just from the support I was getting alone from people switching. And, and if you still want to stay on Patreon until they boot me, fine. I'm still going to do posts there. But the, in business, that's the mark of death. When people don't want you to succeed, you're fucked. Unless you're selling something that every, like, unless you're selling oil, you can cut off any head you want. And if you're selling oil, people will buy it because everything's made out of oil. Everything. This computer, your car, the soybeans that you're eating that came on a tanker fueled by oil. If you sell oil, you can do anything. But if you sell a platform to help artists, you better hope to God that people support you or else you're fucking dead. You just don't know it yet. Oh, and you may want to mention again that the Bears should change their pledges and subscriptions to go directly to Huge Pianist and stop their Patreon subscription to your feed. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, uh, hugepianist.com slash subscribe. And it's it's necessary right now. I'm just going to be straight up. Like, there's a lot of expenses in in this, and it's very unstable. You know, when people are like, oh, you're, you're at 10000 a month now on Patreon. Like, you're like making a lot of money. And I was like making jokes about it on a, on a Periscope. I got none of that. Like it's so hostile, the environment I'm in that like they can, they can just yank it anytime they want. And uh, those are monthly pledges. I didn't get those when they sent them. Those, that was just a number. Like, like when you wish upon a star, it's crazy. Kyle. Hey, buddy. Great interview, Owen. That was a blast. I'm so glad that you guys were able to make this happen. Kyle, you're the man. Uh, yeah, Kyle Cavanaugh. C-A-V-A-N-A-G-H. Subscribe to him on YouTube because he's been chatting with that dude. And Kyle's also a Canadian, just a filthy snow monkey. Just an ice back wanting our health care. Uh, this is from Lisa. Thanks for being my voice. God bless you and your family, your friend. Uh, Blue Dogwood. Thank you, Lisa. That's very generous and nice of you. Neil, why the hell is Patreon not sending our pledges to you? Oh, because they do it at the beginning of every month. So what happens is, this month, when Twitter banned me, everyone went to Patreon. They pledged. But they don't charge you that. They charge you like once a month, and then they send it to you. And I haven't hit the, the beginning of the month yet, so it's all just... When you wish upon a star. It's a lot like Social Security, where everyone's like, it's common, I swear. But it's still cool. Listen, if they hadn't sent me that letter, uh, I would I would be happy with Patreon. I would be I would think that what they're 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 doing good work. That they're putting art in the hands of the people. And to be completely honest with you, I don't even think it's the CEO. I just think he's just another one of these puds. I think it's their HR department. It's their, their social justice warrior inclusion class, and every company is just rotting it from the inside. It's almost like a, like one of these beetles that infects whole tree species. <clears throat> He's just trying to cover his ass from all these uh, internal requests. But that's happening in so many uh, companies. It's kind of like the, uh, the chestnut tree, or uh, I think it's chestnut tree. The American chestnut tree, I believe, is now extinct. And my brother's a tree guy, so I know a lot about all this shit. I don't even know if I'm getting the right tree right. But these beetles will then just infect all the species of one thing. They all die, and then the other trees grow more. So that's why companies like Kohler 
I've been to Kohler, Wisconsin. I was going to do a commercial for them. They make all these, uh, all this like houseware, you know, like toilets and sinks and shit. And they're a private family that owns all of it. They own a whole town. They don't have this shit. You know, they don't have to answer to this shit. It's these public companies that, um, that, that are just done. Because then they get the SJWs in there. And then what happens then when they have to explain to their shareholders why Facebook and Twitter are, are down because their revenue is down. Their revenue, YouTube's revenue since they stopped my YouTube has, has gone down several thousand dollars a month just from me. So as a business, they suck. And, and how do they describe it to normal Americans that have invested in their company? You know, 401ks that are tied in with their, with their stock portfolio. How do they describe like a firefighter that he has less money in his account because I was making fun of David Hogg? Like that can't last. All right. Renita, thank you. All right, what do we got here? We got a note from nice Renita. Hi, love. You will always have people who support you. You're not alone in this. Oh, I love that. Hi, Bubba. You want to say hi? Oh, is that more coffee? Yeah. I love you, babe. Will you say hi to the people? Uh, Just say hi to the people. You look beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at what you got. He's got. Look at Walter. He has bear steins. Thank you, Bob. You want to fill up a, a bear stein? Oh, uh. Want to do a bear stein? Yeah. I was just telling the people about uh, how, like, in a marriage with um, people just react to stress differently, and that sometimes is like what people argue about, not the stress itself. Yeah. Like how you how you get ultra focused and more quiet, and I get more exuberant. Yeah. And you, that, you huh? Chatty and I retreat. I get chatty and she retreats, but she's not retreating like as far as the conflict. She's retreating to like. I go. I think I'm a. What's it called? Thanks, I, internal thinking. What is it? Introvert. Introvert. Yeah. But then you'll come up with a sick game plan. I'm gonna get out of Wally to sleep in here. Oh, cool. I love you, baby. Bye, Walter. That's George. <laughs> he loves the name George. Michael. I moved from Patreon to PayPal and increased my support because I honestly think that if you win this battle, the only damage will be a few bruised egos. But if you lose, we get closer to starvation and genocide. Thank you for what you do and uh, the hits you take. Anytime, my friend. And thank you for the support. And, um, and yeah, I'll probably lose some money, but overall, it'll be fine. It really will because they won't take their 4%. And... Um, and we will be more in control. So we can have email lists based on uh, what you've pledged. And we can get information to you guys and stuff like that. It's just forcing us into a corner of more autonomy, which is hilarious. The more they make it so I don't trust them, the more I just make my own shit. It's weird. But thank you. I appreciate that. And I will make it worth your while. Any way I can. I don't quite know how yet, but I think just not dying is pretty important for people right now. 
Uh, Curtly, the irony that when you make it a hate crime to joke about a particular group, you aren't helping to normalize or familiarize that group with society. Actually, you're making it worse. Acting like what they can't hand or that they can't handle it. What is the explicit reason that this group can uh, not be made fun of? Are they that different? Of course, that's of course, that's the whole thing. That's why when you understand me, you see that I'm one of the least hateful people out there because I'm so not hateful that I assume that people from different racial or cultural um, groups can handle what I can handle because I truly don't think being a white male makes me better than people. And so if I make fun of another white male, if I make fun of a black male differently, that means that I think I'm better than them, which is fucking crazy. I mean, I'm better in some ways. I'm more likely to, you know, not leave my, I'm just kidding. Like statistically, there's, there's some advantages. A lot of these things were caused by the the welfare state. You know, they're not exactly great at hanging around the baby for a long time. But they used to be. They used to have a higher rate of that before old President Johnson came in and fucked it all up. Because blacks are very Christian. Like, they're the last people to abandon their kids for a long time. And uh, Thomas Sowell, I think it was Sowell, or it might have been Larry Elder, was saying that uh, the welfare state did what even slavery couldn't do, which was destroy the black fam- uh, the black family. That's heart-wrenching and true. All right, this is from Benjamin. Why isn't it showing me the notes? Usually it shows me the little notes. Give me one second, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to miss any notes. When you wish upon a star. Play a little music today. Maybe if I click on it, it'll do something. Normally, it just shows me. Hey, Owen, I learned of you through Crowder, as many have, and love what you do. I got a Twitter account mainly to follow you the day your account was removed. No, <laughs> That's hilarious. No matter, as now I have started to fall in with the unbearables. Speaking of which, may I officially be verified as Lake of the Bears? Of course. Are you from Minnesota by any chance? Thank you for all of what you do and keep fighting the good fight. Also... If we're still on your journey to find a new home, check out Northern Minnesota. I called it. We have a bad rap of being a very blue state, but that is just the metro. Rural Min is actually quite red. Anyways, cheers to you, Amy and the baby bears. Oh, I love rural Minnesota. Are you kidding me? It's just right now, I think Amy's so sick of the winter. She's so. If you looked outside my window right now, it's like April 18th or some shit. What day is today? April 19th. It's snowing right now. There's snow all over the ground. It's snowing as we speak. It's, it's crazy. It's like the social justice warriors of the weather. All right, that was Benjamin. This is from Erwin Benjamin. Here comes Erwin, my own twin. Old Erwin Benjamin. I'm going, through with, I've, I've, I'm going through with my transition today. I'm taking a massive dose of soy to make what's left of my soylent package go concave into a soy badge. True male soy feminist. Here's a ballad for you, Erwin Benjamin. Erwin Benjamin is my soy-eating twin brother. When we were young, he was like no other. We would run and play 
And everyone thought he was gay, but he wasn't gay. He just thought soybeans were okay. He's Erwin Benjamin. I'm Owen Benjamin. He's going through his transition today and taking massive doses of soy. Cause he wants to be a girl now. He's sick of being a boy. He wants to make what's left of his soylent package concave. He will change his name from Erwin Benjamin to Dave Cause he is a soy feminist I just thought I deserved a song I kind of trailed off at the app though At the end Help my invisible cat Hey Owen, keep your head held, your head held high I don't have a choice Even when my head's down I'm still taller than 99% of the world And that's including Finland I used to love doing this with glasses I saw Jack Nicholson do that, and as good as it gets, he's like, I drive like the wind. And he did, I don't know, whatever. Uh, don't let them bring you down. I'm going through some legal crap, and it's hard. I'm spending every dime I got to attorneys, with the exception of giving some cash to some people like you and Crowder, which is just a little tax money, which is just a little tax money I have left. Um, I can give you money, by the way, if you need some help. Because I, I honestly... If you guys are in a place of zero, and you know what zero feels like. I'm not talking kind of broke. You can work with that. Zero. Desperate. Uh, we've all been there. And just reach out to me because I will help you. Not a ton, but enough. A couple hundred bucks. Get you out of a hole. Because I believe in tithing. I believe 10% should go to people that need it. And I don't like big uh, charities because I think they're full of shit. I was tricked by wounded warriors. Uh, I, I, th I thought there's no way they're going to fucking fuck with this one. But yeah, they stole millions from wounded vets. Who the fuck does that? Anyway, my wife's disabled and I'm the uh, sole provider for my family. It's freaking hard when people say you did something and you didn't. Our laws state that someone can go and press charges on you no matter what, if it's true and you have to pay to defend yourself. I know, dude. It's crazy. I've given to you in the past and will continue when the chance arises. I hope you are able to prevail in the sea of bullshit around you. Much love, Master Nader Bear. Uh, yeah, and we got lawyers in the Bears that are always telling me they'll do shit for pro bono. So um, if you want me to connect you with any of those guys, if it's just about like uh, filling out some forms or sending a letter or some shit, and if some lawyer is going to charge you an arm and a leg, I got guys that will just do that for you, I think. Uh, I don't want to speak on behalf of Ben Shapiro. I'm just kidding. I don't know if Ben would do that. Oh, and do you remember the name of that woodworking shop in Portland or what their full names were? I worked near Portland and wanted to help get a location set up for you and we'll try to get them in touch with you. Plus, it's my 40th birthday in June and would be sick to be able to see you again. Yeah, it's the Redmonds. They, their place is right near um, that comedy club there. When I was at that comedy club... By the way, those those videos I did of like uh, white girls are ruining everything. I don't know if it was that one. There's a couple of them. They were shot in Portland. And you can see how hard I'm killing. Portland has some great people in it. It just has some hard soy. And um, I should put up a whole set from Portland. Because they have a fucking... It's, the city's run so bad. It's got a uh, like a gondola. And I, and I went through the thinking of, of it. They have horrible traffic. 
And I was going through the thinking of how they spend tax money when it's like, well, we have horrible traffic. What, what do you want to do with this billion dollars we have? It's like, you think what I'm thinking? Gondola. It's all right. So we can fit 20 people in their obnoxious antique bikes on a very slow-moving gondola. But it must be going somewhere where people don't care if they're in a hurry, right? It's like, yep, the hospital. That's where it goes, by the way. It goes to the hospital. So if someone's having a heart attack, they're like, let's get in a gondola and go real slow with a bunch of sweaty, smelly hippies. Uh... Instead of adding another lane to the highway, we're just going to have a gondola. Is there ski? Skiing? No, no. There's skiing hats. They wear winter hats, but there's no skiing. They just want to make their heads smell sweaty and gross because the city is full of fucking assholes. Another joke I opened with, I'm like, there's antique stores everywhere or vintage stores. I'm like, vintage. I'm like, where do you go to buy like good shit? Like, let's say you like biking and you want a good bike. You go to a bike store in Portland and it's like, hey, I'm looking for a really good bike. And they're like, oh, you mean something that makes you look like a gay milkman from 1911? No, no. You sure you don't want a, like an old steam train covered in rust? <laughs> All right. So, um, oh, but by the way, thank you. So I'll get in touch with him. His sister follows me on Instagram, I think. I'll reach out to her. It was so easy to get in touch with these people when I had Twitter, but words are violence. <laughs> Christopher. Owen, thank you for standing up for what you believe in. Defending you in L.A. has become tough because I'm surrounded by soy. I want names, by the way. Let me know, Christopher. Tell me who's, uh, who's talking shit. Because I have a theory. It's not even that I'm going to go after them. It's, I now have a list of maybe 10 people, and they all are scumbags, provable scumbags. And uh, I have a theory. I'm waiting for one honest good man to say negative shit about me. Because that, I, I, I haven't found it yet. I, I honestly haven't found it. It's always people that are like, they like, they go to like sex workers and shit. Like this one dude who's talking shit about me is a comedian, horrible. You'll know, you know his name though, but I'm not going to trash him. His life is trash enough. He was showing me pamphlets of all the massage parlors in LA that will jerk you off. Do you understand that these women are brought here like cattle from China? And he calls me a racist. It's just, I'm waiting for the, the day when someone gives me a name of someone I respect. Like Sandler the other day, someone was telling Sandler that I got kicked off Twitter and he just laughed. He's like, oh, that big, that big, big bear. He's like, yeah, he runs his mouth. It's a good guy. Right. He can, he, Owen's, Owen runs his mouth. That's the actual reaction from a good man. It's just to be like, oh, that big old bear likes to run his mouth. Well, I'll just tell him I said, hi. You don't say, oh my God, he is really what's wrong with this society. Why well, don't people who do that? Bad people. People that are engaging in fucking hypocritical practices. Uh, all right. So anyway, I may have hurt my comedy career, but I'd rather stand for what is right than live a lie. You have more courage than many people I've met till the wheels fall off. Chris Adams. I said your name because this is what we're going to do for you, Chris. We're going to help your career, motherfucker. Um, you're not going to hurt your career. In fact, no one in this soylent leftism will have a career from this shit unless you're like a 
Muslim lesbian from Nigeria that's left-handed was raped and believes in Bernie Sanders. Then you'll get a, a development deal. But those development deals are done. When I first moved to L.A., they would give comedians a half a million bucks. I never got one of those. I got six figures, though, before. But um, for an idea. Now, you're lucky. My last development deal with True TV, I, I got, I think, eight grand. And that was good. People were excited about that. Now, it's the, the Soylent people will get these massive amounts, but there's a tiny amount of them, and they're all wicked famous. So you're not going to rise in comedy out there. I'm telling you right now. And so I will help you get an audience. I will help you be seen. I will show your clips on here. This has a bigger audience than fucking Comedy Central unless they're playing South Park reruns. Comedy Central gets a point one. You understand what that is? Okay, one is a million viewers. Point one is 100,000 viewers. Videos on YouTube get more than that. And those are, those are like full shows. And those are people that have fallen asleep with the TV on. That shit is done. It's spent. And Netflix will help your career if you're already famous or if you're um, featured. But there's probably already 500 Netflix specials on there. So uh, unless they, they put you at the top of the, the, the fucking algorithm thing, you're just buried. I know so many people. Like my boy Theo Vaughn is funny as fuck. And he had a Netflix special that I never see suggested. Because they just bury it. And they're like, have you seen this woman psychopath? And I'm guessing by the name Christopher Adams, you're not exactly in a protected class. So reach out to me, man. I'm still long-term working on building a comedy network. And if you have any skills that you can add, right now I can't pay you. I mean, if we make a special and we sell it, I can give you the profits. But um, if, you, if you have like, if you do graphics or, or uh, camera work or sound or any of that shit, Email unbearablecomedy at gmail.com. DeLev will sort all that shit out. And uh, we will set up cities where we can shoot people like Chris here. And you will get an audience. Because we need more people like me. Because I'm pretty much alone except for, you know, Rogan, Norm MacDonald, Sebastian, Bill Burr. People that are still funny as fuck. They're still out there. Brian Regan. Gaffigan, even though he'll sip on soy occasionally. Uh, but we have to win guys. Cause there's a lot on the line. Deborah Owen love today's chat. Had to leave before you finished talking because I had a hair appointment. Smiley face wanted to tell you I left Patreon and told them why they need to get their shit straight and stop being hypocrites. Pledging monthly to your huge pianist site. You always make my day with your keen wit and intelligence. Love Fonny bear. If everyone thought like you Fonny bear, we would, the world would be a better place. Uh, I hope your haircut is going well. Amy recently had her hair did, and it looks spectacular. I can't tell that much. But I tried to cut my own hair in the mirror, and I looked like a uh, like a retarded guy from the movie Mad Max. So Amy had to shave it right before I did all this. Right before I did Crowder, Clavin, and Knowles. And it, was like, it wasn't helping the case that I'd just been called a racist, and I, I just shaved my head. But... Um, the interviews went great. Watch the Clavin and the Knowles one too. Those are on YouTube. Support those guys. Those guys are fucking sweet. And and if people think I'm too serious sometimes, watch me with Clavin or Michael Knowles. Like when I'm around other people that are just at all on the right, 
or even some liber uh not li libertarians obviously on the right dave smith and those guys are some of my best friends they're fucking awesome but classical liberals too like people that think they're liberal but haven't opened a newspaper in 10 years you're still cool in my opinion but um i can be silly and funny and shit with people that i like that i'm on the same page with on some basic level it's it's when i'm around psychopaths that i'm pretty fucking intense all right delena good morning from the beautiful pacific northwest can i be verified as curious bear Yes, of course. I believe this world would be a better place if more people asked why. I'm raising my two boys to ask questions, learn, and investigate. You have to. Because if not, they can be tricked. It's like, why do you have a mustache and a van? Why do you think I want candy so bad? Why are you being so nice to me? That, that will avoid a molestation. On another note, I got in a debate with a vegan. He couldn't believe that I would be okay with another's DNA in my body. I wonder if he lets his wife give him BJ's. That's hilarious. Thanks for all you do. That's a funny ass. Or his boyfriend. If he gives B BJ's to his boyfriend. Because he definitely doesn't get BJ's from a woman. Because even if he's heterosexual, his dick is so soyed out that he can't get hard without a gun in his mouth. You know what I mean? So, um, it would be a man. Oh, this is from Dan. Hi, Owen. I'm new. Long time listener. First time subscriber. Might be verified as Grizzle Bear. Yes. There already is a Grizzly Bear, but you can be Grizzle Bear. Chris, on the London bit, now they have to butter bread with their crumpets. That's funny. Oh, some other dude was telling me that that uh, another one was, be, like in England, they have a thing called spotted dick. Maybe that's because they have to butter their crumpets with their dicks because they're not allowed to have knives. They also claim their dentists can't use sharp objects, hence the teeth. That's very funny. The dentists aren't allowed to use dentist objects. So that's why their teeth are all fucked up. But you and I both know that's not a recent development. That's, dude, this is good writing. In general, though, replacing cock with another English subject might be funnier. Yes. They have to butter their, they have to butter their biscuits now with their, what's a British object? Their billy clubs? No, they're, uh, what are British people holding their hands? With their fucking surrender flags? American Revolution, white flag. Cheryl, you're the best, Cheryl. Owen, you will never be rid of us. We love you. That being said, I wrote Patreon a scathing note and told them that they are being purposely obtuse in order to silence you. Thank you. I signed up on your website and said I would drive 15 hours and give it to you in person before they saw another dime from me. Yes, the fire, baby. I love it. Never, ever, ever give up. Much love. A rabid bunny bear. You're the best. Mary uh, says, hey, Big Bear, I wrote you an email yesterday letting you know that I made two kind of big PayPal donations, but it went directly to your email account instead of at Feed the Bear. My name is Magster Bear, and I am a forever fan, and you can rely on me for anything. Take care. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Magster Bear. Uh, I'll figure that out where it went, but it, I'm still trying to learn. I'm, I'm, I, I have a pretty quick learning curve, too. That's the irony, and it's still tough to figure out what the fuck all this is, but I'm learning. I promise by, by the end, I'll figure all this out. Brandon, do you see PayPal messages that are sent when you aren't streaming? Well, the new thing is I will be doing that. Uh, right now, I haven't, I, I, I can't figure that out, especially in this last day or two. There's been such an uh, addition to the monthly um, subscribers that if there was any, it was lost in the shuffle. But in the future, I will have that as a thing. We're, we're all, we're figuring that out. 
I PayPal'd you this morning before the stream. I don't need it read on stream or anything. I just wanted to make sure you saw it and maybe get a yes or no to my question if you have time. Thanks, Big Bear. I'll literally mail you money if the fascists turn PayPal against you. That's hysterical. All right. I'm going to look for you right now, Brandon. Oh, just sign me out. Oh, I'm coming back in. In the meantime, oh, here we go. It's going to be a little bit of a long one today. I'm just feeling it. It's been a fun episode. I love having people on. I got to interview. One of my dreams was to have Bear, Bear Week. You know, is this the one Brandon just sent me? Bear Week. There's no way I'm going to find it right now, uh, Brandon, but I will find it. Where I just interview bears. Let me see what we got here. Oh, we got a bunch of messages. Let's go through these. This is from Mary. This is from. Did I read Kyle's? Kyle's, come on. Trump the heat. Trump the heat. Come on, open this up. Trump the heat. Yo, Big Bear, thanks for the tickets to your Brea's show last Friday. I was broke, but just got paid, so here's some honey. I'd love to have you on my podcast, What Do You Believe, or my hiking show, Beyond the Pavement, next time you are in Los Angeles. Keep doing what you're doing because it's inspiring. Dude, I'll, I'll Skype into your show. Just hit up to Lev at uh, unbearablecomedy at gmail. Um, this is so funny. I try to, DeLev always says, don't pay me for shit. She's always like, I believe in what you do. Uh, I just love to be a part of the unbearables. Don't give me any money, but I fucking, she does so much for me now. I literally couldn't allow that. So I, I tried PayPal her some money. Israel wouldn't let her take it. So my new theory is Israel, you literally have to send him gold <laughs> or birch, birch gold. And you have to use PayPal or you have to use a promo code Ben Shapiro. It's so hilarious. I'm, I'll figure it out. She always tells me not to, uh, which which shatters the whole uh, Jews being uh, cheap stereotype. She's one of the most uh, giving people. It's crazy. She's just like, no, I believe in this. I don't know if you're trying to buy something off her, she'll probably haggle. But uh, but I'm definitely paying her somehow. But it's fucking hilarious that Israel PayPal doesn't work in Israel. They're like, this isn't birch gold. But yeah, I'll totally do your uh, podcast, buddy. All right, where am I? That was that Kyle. Fontis Publishing. Owen. Let's see what we got here. I'm still doing some music today. I'm feeling it. Owen, I've sent some messages on Patreon regarding your own platform under my personal account, uh, James Mack. I agree 100% that you need your own platform. The battleground right now is the social media networking sites. The only safe place is a place that you own and control. You're making the right move by focusing on your website. Keep up the great work. Yep. But again, I'm also not giving up territory. They will have to they will have to ban me. Because if I just leave on my own, it's an almost like there's a resignation to that where it's like, you're right, I'll leave. It's like, no. To make me leave, you have to ban me, and then I will show people the letter. And then if not, that's it. I, I am now gravitating towards my own thing, but every step of the way, every banning, every cancellation, I will reveal it to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, exactly what these people do and exactly how they do it so that we all have a, a blueprint. So I will stay on Patreon and there's still people that support me on Patreon and I will keep doing what I do there until they pull the plug and then I will read 
the, the letter. And I will have all this documentation in case I ever feel like suing them. I, I personally can't stand lawsuits. I can't stand the legal process. I can't stand any of that shit. But if it becomes the weapon that needs to be used, then I will absolutely do that. And I have all the documentation from the Twitter banning. I have all the documentation from um, Patreon, from the Facebook warnings, from all that. Because the thing is, as soon as they become an arbiter uh, publisher, and as soon as they start making decisions on what can and can't be expressed on their platform, they now become a publisher and they're now suable. Ben Shapiro broke it down perfectly. And uh, that's what Ted Cruz is hammering uh, Kuckerberg about it. And uh, I will absolutely join that lawsuit if and when that's necessary. In the meantime, I don't like lawsuits. I don't like legal shit. I have a libertarian American spirit that wants nothing to do with anybody with a fucking gavel. That being said, I'm glad courts exist and I will use it if it becomes necessary. But in the meantime, I will make them document it. All right, hey, Big Bear, because there is going to be a major turn against these people. It's just, I just think that there's a, it might literally take a while because there's a lot of kids being raised like fucking shit right now. But there's a rebirth of uh, American and Judeo-Christian values and family values that's happening now that a lot of these women are saying that abortions and cubicle work didn't free them the way that they were promised. And women really do have a big control in the marketplace of both ideas and of uh, uh, material goods. So the, seeing women changing is very hopeful because these fucking soy boys can't stand up to a woman. They can't stand up to their own mommy. And that's why if a woman says this shit, they won't say shit. That's why Lauren Southern got so fucked. It's tough to say this shit to women because these people can't stand up to their own mothers. Uh, because they were suffocated or abandoned. And listen, I have compassion for that. I have empathy for that. My mom left for a year when I was nine to write a book. And that hurt bad. Fortunately, she came back and now I understood how her, her reasoning behind it. She had a bit of a meltdown. When I was shot in the eye with a BB gun. <laughs> but uh, the abandonment of, of, of women to children causes scars. And sometimes, and so is that over, that over smothering does too. that, um, that Oedipus bullshit. And these soy boys all have issues with their moms. All right. So hi, big bear. I've uh, been here since day one, seeing you on Crowder and following the roller coaster you've been on. I'm an expat living in uh, Serbia. Nice. I know a Serbian here. He's, he's Muslim, but normal. And he, uh, he told me all about what happened to him in the civil war there. And, and seeing the Saudi money come in with Wahhabism, like this fucked up Muslim shit. Not that it all isn't a little off, but there's a big difference. He was like, one day we are bathing naked with our wife in the stream. The next day they're dressed up like fucking ninja men. He's like, and it was the money from Saudi. And I was like, that's fascinating. Because that's a story that a lot of people don't get to hear. He has to wear an ankle bracelet. It's hilarious. Good guy though. Good electrician. All right. Uh, Serbia, seeing what's happening in the States boggles my mind. We are in the Balkans. We're on the front line of the migrant crisis. I was part of a men's, uh, men's night watch where we patrolled the streets and protected locals against migrants. Denounced by the EU, of course. Do the EU is evil as shit. And by the way, good for you for protecting people. Because these, these aren't migrants. This, this is an invading horde. Funny how none of them stayed here or hurt anyone. 
The exchange rate is killing me, but I'll throw you some salmon anytime I can. Can I be verified as Balkan bear? Hell yeah, dude. The Balkans is uh, is a very important part of the world. That's that. It's the warm water port of Russia. That's why Russia's gotten involved in two uh, world wars. The Balkans are ground zero for a lot of this shit. You know, that's where uh, Archduke Fer- uh, Ferdinand was assassinated by Princip, the Black Hand. That was in Serbia. Jonathan, love what you do, especially the comedy breakdowns. You're a solid dude. I pray for your family's peace, protection, and prosperity. The triple P, baby. Thank you, brother. You're the best. You're the best around. Yeah, and you can only, like, feel free to just give me a buck on here, guys. If, if money's short at all and you want to just have it read, a buck. You can always do a buck. Some people give more because they want to be fucking awesome. But just, a do- it's actually like, if you think about postage on a letter and how much time it would take to send a letter. And, uh, and if you have a message that you want heard by thousands of people and reacted to by a, a giant guy who thinks he's a bear drinking out of a fucking silver tiny barrel, um, just do that. Cheryl, another thought. Don't let the Hoggledites let you down. They have nothing on the bears. Oh, dude, nothing. They have some rollerblades. They're unarmed. It's so weird when a whole movement is based around telling everyone you have no ability of protecting yourself. Antifa isn't, though. Antifa's a fucking shit show. That's why anybody who wants to help security for Pittsburgh, please email Delev at unbearablecomedy at gmail.com. Or if you want to help shoot the documentary or you want to help anything. I'm bringing three dudes down myself, but the more the merrier. And I can pay you guys. I can pay you 20 bucks an hour cash, no taxes. Oh, shit, I said that into my Yeti microphone. Right off. Uh, Michelle, no one fights alone. Amy, Baby, and Walter are adorable. Thank you. Zach, hippie tie-dye Republican bear checking in. Bought my Pittsburgh tickets last night. Just uh, wait to kick it after. I love it. We're definitely kicking it. Just curious about what time the show will end. It'll be about an hour and a half. I already foresee my wife trying to leave after, but I really want to kick it with you, Eric, and the bears. Two days ago, I suggested asking lefties why they think what they think. I wasn't talking about the, uh, the insane communists you're dealing with on Twitter. More so the people we run into in real life. Unfortunately, you run into these people in real life, but I know what you're saying. Just the ones who care more about enjoying their lives and less about being informed and just don't want to be called racist. Well, yeah, they're, they're intentionally putting their heads in the sand. So they don't want to even talk about this shit. These are the people that say, Owen, I, I liked it better when you were like so carefree. It's like, well, when the building's on fire, you react differently than when the building's not on fire. And you're also referring to my mid-20s when I didn't have a wife or a child. Like, these people are in a stunted state where they never grow up. It's the Peter Pan effect where it's like, I loved Owen, the Owen at the improv that would just drink and laugh. It's like, oh, the one who didn't have a mortgage and babies? You fucking idiots. Whatever. These people vote and we can't afford to have the Marxists, I mean Democrats, take over. I feel like I got your timing right on that. These people vote and we can't afford to have the Marxists, I mean Democrats, take over. (laughs) Giving you good line readings. A lot of us have transitioned from the left to the right, me included. Personally, I started searching for the truth more than a decade ago, thinking the truth would back up the ideas I already had. Honestly, though, the truth backed up nothing I believed. Again, I wasn't looking to be wrong. By the way, you're the people that I believe the most. It's like when the studies, I I love the studies that reveal what they don't want to reveal. Like the studies about Scandinavia where 
the gender, like treating genders the same. And by the way, I know gender's a, a fucking commie term, but they, they got that one. I mean, when I say treating the sex is the same, some people don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. They think they're like, oh, you mean sodomy versus veg? It's like, God, they got the gender word. Anyway, treating the genders the same actually increased the difference in how they acted, where women acted more female and men acted more male. And you better believe that those scientists were not looking for that outcome. So that's a study you can trust. It's kind of like when Philip Morris figures out that smoking causes cancer, you can believe them because they were not enjoying that outcome. Now, trust me, I was like this with abortion. I did not want to be pro-life because of all the social fucking heat it took. But like, I couldn't get around the argument because I knew that, that by the time you see a heartbeat, of course that's life and you can't abort it. But it was up until conception that I wanted to be one of those pro-choice guys because I, I didn't want anyone to scream in my face that I hate women constantly when I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, but I couldn't have a good argument for it. I can't say when life begins or why because if you don't say that, you can't protect the heartbeat because you don't have an argument. It's the same with guns. I've said this a million times, but why does a state senator have a gun protection and not a locally elected dog catcher? At what point are you special enough to be able to protect yourself? All right. I was looking to be able to argue better. Same here, man. I had a hill. I'm going to play you this video as soon as I'm done reading this. And then I'll read the rest. No more PayPal's, even though I, I of course, need money to survive. But just for the sake of time, um, I want to be able to read everything that you guys write to me. And I don't want to... Uh, I want to be able to get to some music. All right, Owen, Benjamin, what was that called? Argue, the other side. I thought this was such a good idea for a show. This is what first bonded me with uh, Brett Weinstein. And I'll finish your thing. I'm just going to download this so I can show you guys. Because he came up with a genius title. It was going to be called Steel Man, where you steel man the other person's argument. And he was going to be the progressive and, and be on it and we'd argue. Uh, and I told him, I go, I go, dude, you're not the people I'm aiming this at. Like, because the new left doesn't argue. They won't do an argument. They just scream and kick and rant and, and piss. Like what Brett Weinstein is, I have no problem with. I have no problem with what Eric Weinstein is or what Dave Rubin is or what any of these people are because they're arguing from a position of objective reality and sanity and shared goals. That's my new PragerU video that's coming out in June or July is um, about the difference between the liberals and the left. And the left is fucking nuts. All right, anyway. Where was I? Sorry about this. That's from tie-dye hippie Republican bear. All right, again, I wasn't looking to be wrong. I was just looking to be able to argue better. Arguing with people online has scientifically been shown to be counterproductive. But discussions in person have value. Of course, that's why comedy in person is so important. And that's why like, I love comedy clubs. Because as much as I love the, the full bear shows that are just all fans of mine, and those are fucking magic, I, I always love to have people that, that come there that have no idea who I am, that I have to do my best joke in front of and make it so you can see the light in their eyes shift. Like that LGBT joke about trans people ruined everything... That shit makes trans people laugh. And that's scary to authoritarians. 
All right. And if we try to get others to express their thoughts rather than attacking them, it might be produ uh, productive. Sorry for the rant. Bear Clan. Bear Clan, baby. Thanks, hippie tie-dye Republican bear. What you're describing is very productive. And that's in, but not with leftists. Leftists don't care. They're, they're my enemy. There's no common ground. When you see Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, and Dave Rubin having a constructive argument, they all believe very different things. That's constructive. Because they all can agree in objective reality, and they can all agree that um, we're all working towards a better, more prosperous world for our families and for our future. You have um, a Jewish conservative, practicing Jew conservative uh, Republican, Ben Shapiro. You have a formerly liberal Canadian professor Christian who also has taken psychedelics and sounds like a frog, Jordan Peterson. And you have a Jewish atheist gay guy married to a dude who used to be on the Young Turks, Dave Rubin, having a wonderful conversation because they simply agree on terms of discussion. The left does not agree on terms of discussion. You know, it's kind of like you can play basketball with a million different types of basketball players, but the one with a gun? No, he's not following the rules of basketball, so that's no longer basketball. And leftists are no longer following the basic rules of Socratic method, of objective reality, of debate, of just shared purpose. So that's what I would say. Okay, this is Lindsay. Oh, and I'm a longtime fan in Barron, Washington. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby due in August. Yeah, we may live in Washington at some point. Although some people warned me about Washington, I want to give Amy what I got for the last two years here, and that's family. And she's always wanted to live near her family, and her mom is lighting up at the opportunity of being in, in Walter's life and her grandpa Jack. Um, I'm going to give that to my wife. And I don't, I, I'd rather be in Texas. I'm straight up, obviously. I want to shoot guns and write jokes with my hilarious friends. But like Amy sacrificed a world for me in a heartbeat. And um, it's, the, it's literally the least I can do. And we'll see. If we grow, if we become a bigger thing and I can afford a house in Texas and Washington, fuck yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. But I'm giving that to my wife. I've made that decision that Texas is smarter. As far as uh, logistics, end of the world shit, they're not going to take Texas. A bunch of fucking jihadists tried to shoot up this one uh, get-together in Texas, and no one died, and, and the jihadists all were shot immediately. It's a really great place to live. But, uh, man, I want to give my wife her dream. And, and, and it's one thing if her dream is stupid diamond bullshit. No, we wouldn't be married if that was her ultimate dream. Her dream is family. And how the fuck and who the fuck am I to argue against that? All right. Yesterday you were talking a lot about shipping merch, etc. It's a family business and I'd love a way to support you and your family. It'd be an honor to be able to be able to. Let me know. I'll be at the Bellevue show. Thanks. Lindsay, aka Bird Bear. Talk Amy and me will both be at the uh, Bellevue show. Um talk to us both about that, because that's definitely something awesome. Hey, Big Bear, I wanted to say my wife is also 26 weeks pregnant. It's our first child, and we're so excited. Keep up the good work. Abe, the Kodiak Killer Bear. Love it, buddy. Congrats. Life, life, life. Breed, baby, breed. Pulling out is for cowards. Big Bear had an amazing time on Friday show. 
It was fun to smash some beers in your presence and honor the unbearables. Cheers to the unbearables. Much respect to comedy clubs. Being the last stronghold of free speech. Oh, PayPal people. If you want to paypal.me slash feed the bear, request some songs. Because I'm not leaving until I play a couple songs today. Songs that I probably know. You know, some of you guys, like Herman, Herman Leon, uh, will be like, Hey, Big Bear, quick song request. There's this one game from this weird game player in 2011, and it's orchestral. Can you go ahead and whip that up for me right now? Uh, not that. More like ballads and shit. Mike, Big Bear, oh, I read this. Uh, much respect to comedy clubs being the last stronghold of free speech. Yeah, dude, hats off to the improvs and hats off to uh, any comedy club that doesn't ban me. Hats off. Hats off to the Funny Bones. Hats off to, uh, where's the, oh, uh, Erie, Erie, Pennsylvania, JRs. They had me. Hats off to them. Hats off to anybody that supports free speech and comedy clubs are ground zero for this shit. There's a bunch that won't have me back, but I'm not going to even bring those up. Hats on to them. Hats on. I'm going to put my hat on. I don't even have a hat around me right now. Look at this. Hats on. Hats on to the bad people. Hats off to the good people. I've been getting a lot of re uh, requests to sell more of these. So I'm going to get more of these hats. But that's one thing about the merch that makes it so special, though. I never make more than like 500 of anything. Because I like people to feel like, oh, I was part of that wave. You know, I got shit that'll never be sold again. Like, uh, like Milk Zombie Bibs. You guys remember that shit? Or, um, right, anyway. Mike. Any chance you can close today with a piano riff? Of the Bears, the first minute of Civil War by Guns N' Roses, a.k.a. Tony Bennett. A la Tony Bennett. I don't know that, but I'll play some Guns N' Roses. I don't know Civil War, but I'll play like Patience and Sweet Child of Mine and shit. Well, you were in Benfold still fighting it. That I sent you a CD to learn from me. Also, did Walter like the Kenny Loggins CD? Yes. Walter is obsessed with Kenny Loggins. Much love, Bad News Bear. Hell yeah. Oh, thanks for all your help, too. P.S. I switched to PayPal from Patreon. I need a job, so when Amy needs help for merch, remember I'm offering. Also, check your Facebook DMs. I sent you that link. You're the greatest. Um, yeah, we're going to get organized, I promise. And I will learn Ben Folds for you. Andrea. Owen Big Bear, I sent you the Redmond phone number. Check your Facebook Messenger or Pattern Message Board, Patreon Message Board. Also, Dante's live in Portland. Sick. Thank you. Is that his cell phone or is it for the shop? I'll figure it out. Brian. Hey, Owen, did you see the news about Governor Cuomo signing an executive order to give paroled felons in New York State voting rights? No, but that's, of course, no surprise at all. They need votes for the left. And they need the biggest scumbags to vote because they don't contribute anything. They need people to vote to go against their own fucking freedom. And that's why they have these hordes of immigrants. They don't give a flying fuck about Mexicans or Syrians. If they did, they would bring in Venezuelans and Cubans. But they didn't, because they have a much different story to tell about the utopia of fucking socialism. All right. It's so obvious to anyone paying attention, he's going to, uh, doing this to get votes this upcoming election. Also, can I be verified as Apocalyptic Bear? Of course. Welcome, Apocalyptic Bear. Thanks for being the voice for the voiceless. Anytime, my friend. Oh, God, I can't believe Cuomo, that motherfucker. Michelle, I'm community bear, hearing specialist by trade. So if there are any hard of hearing bears, I can help. You always want to hear the hunters in the woods. I love it. Hit up community bear if you need help hearing. 
I got to start putting subtitles on my videos. Another thing, if anyone wants to translate any of this shit, please do that. Let's translate it. Spanish, French, Filipino. Let's get the Brazilians on board. Italians, Hungarian, Polish, Russians. Let's spread this shit, yo. That was Julio Iglesias' whole MO. That's why he outsold the Beatles. And I know Julio. I used to open for him. He translated all, he sang all his songs in seven different languages. English, Spanish, Portuguese, French, Filipino, Mandarin, and some other fucking gooky language. Uh, the Shattered Fortress. Hey, Owen, Cowboy here. Just switched to the huge pianist.com to subscribe, but kept it a buck on Patreon as well. Thank you. Can you play Proud to be Unbearable? Yes. It's on your Patreon here. Let's get them to find his publishers. And they'll have to be shut down for bigotry. Oh, did you already write a Proud to Be an Unbearable? If so, that'd be hilarious. Let me check this out. I'm proud to be on a... Because I would just riff one. But if you wrote the lyrics to one, that'd be hilarious. You, you sent it to a message. Proud to be an unbearable. And at least I know honey's free. The salmon are trying to evade me, but I kill them with my pee. And I'm like, roar loud against the pedophiles who run sites like Patreon. Okay, was this Brian? No, Brian just sent that. I see the Cuomo now one. All right, this is from, where do I find this? Shattered Fortress. Uh, oh, hang on. Callie, I sent you a, a nice PayPal Tuesday hoping to get it for the stream this morning. Looks like it got lost in the shuffle. No worries. Oh, yeah, just tell me what it said. Oh, I'll read it right now. Hey, Big Bear, sorry in advance this is a long one. I'm hoping to get re-verified. It's Callie Bear. Welcome, Callie Bear. It just goes better with my Twitter. Uh, this PayPal is to cover the ticket for Johnny, my best friend's Sharon's husband, who could only... We could only at the Saturday night show in Bray and Spirit. He died suddenly of septic pneumonia three weeks ago. Fuck. Sharon hasn't had many reasons to smile, let alone laugh, as you can imagine. On a normal day, she's pretty serious. By the end of your set, she was laughing so hard, she had tears of laughter to wipe away. For that, Big Bear, I'm eternally grateful. It meant the world to me to see my best friend smiling and laughing again. We were the last two to get a picture with you, and we hung out at the yard house for about an hour. My friend wasn't in the mood to socialize and meet new people, so... I was only able to meet a few bears. Harry Bear was awesome. Yep, and the Armenian genocide happened, didn't it, Harry Bear? Um, man, this is getting me fucking jammed up, though. I'm so sorry about your friend's husband. And I'm glad I could make her smile. She kept saying how amazing and down-to-earth you were to spend time with your fans. I just told her these are the bears, and that's how Owen is. Thanks for just being you. If you have time on stream Wednesday, would you please play Hurt by Johnny Cash style all the way through? Thanks again for all you do. Your courage and your fight, your persistence, your example, and most uh, of all, for the laughs when we need them most. Please know that you, Amy, Wally, Baby Bear, uh, Brothers Bear Family, Guck, and Nimmer are in my prayers. Your family is special and precious, and I pray for the best for all of you, for the laughs, for the love, for the Republic. Callie Bear. Wow, that was an absolutely beautiful uh, letter. Thank you so much for that. That was fucking touching. Uh... Wow. All right. Well, I'll play you hurt too. Looks like I'm not playing proud to be an unbearable. I kind of riffed it. You can roll with that one. Uh, let me see the rest of these. 
I'm proud to be unbearable, cause at least I know I can pee. And when the SJWs come for me, uh, I got an AR-15 with me, and I will load up with a magazine that has to be bolted to it in New York State because they're fucking assholes. All right, let me see here. Uh, hurt. You see why, like, when people say, don't give up? How the hell am I going to give up when I get liars like that? I'm glad I got to read that. I get those a lot. I try not to read them a lot because I feel like I'm almost, uh, it sounds like I'm, like, praising myself or something. But I want people to know that that's what comedy does for people. Like, I wouldn't have read that on the stream because it's almost like, I don't know. I feel like it's so weird of all the things in the world that would give me shame to read. (laughs) It's like, hey, everybody, take a knee. It's time to hear what the Big Bear gives to the world. But uh, I'm glad I did because I do get those a lot. And uh, that is what comedy gives to the world. And people go through a lot of pain. And to take the ability to laugh from people is fucking pathetic and awful. Um, morning, Owen. Uh, through literacy, you can begin to see the universe through music. Oh, this is a long one. I don't know if I can read this whole thing, but this is awesome. Uh, this is this is legit. This is from uh, Stefanos Brimpaksokis. That's a great name, but this is too long, man. I'm running dangerously close to three hours, and I've never let myself do that. Hey, Owen, no need to read this out loud. Joe Redman is... Uh, all right, cool. I got that. Thank you. He isn't always on his device, but will respond to you when he can. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah. No, no. Joe's my man. Uh, at least, uh, oops, having a dyslexic moment. All right, sweet. Thank you. I'm going to hit him up because those guys are great. I even documented my whole, I hung out with them. They had beers. They had this whole thing that they built themselves. They were homeschooled. Their dad and mom were fucking sweethearts. They came out to a few shows. The Redmonds. All right, let me play you some Hurt. She said she wanted uh, the the Johnny Cash version. The only way I can really do Johnny Cash is just really enunciate the words. <laughs> He's like, I hurt. And he goes, I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real I wish I could I, Man, I want to break down these lyrics it, 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 It's When you live the hedonic treadmill of, of fame and fortune and excess He had his moment before he died Where, where he wanted to express all these feelings Where Picture a guy that, that got to the point where he's so rich, so famous, can have everything, but can't feel anything. That's the hell that happens with the hedonic treadmill. And, the, and, and so pain became, that's why a lot of these people hurt people. Because it's the only way they feel anything. Because they lost the ability to feel joy because they ate too much soy. Right, let me just do this, do this again and I'll get out of here. And then... The needle tears a hole The old familiar sting Tried to kill it 
But I remember everything What have I become? My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away I wear, I wear this crown of thorns upon my liar's chair, full of broken thoughts I cannot repair, beneath the stains of time, the Disappear. You are someone else, and I am still right. What have I become? My sweetest friend. just really quickly talk about the music of that because the chord progression of that is fascinating how they can build and then release it's such an important thing in music and i know a lot of you guys are musicians and people can get really bogged down in the theory of music and the notes and don't get it wrong and get the right rhythm and is that in three six is that trouble clapping like i don't think about any of that shit for me it's like um it's the math of it, and it's also the story of songs. It's like, oh, I just got a bunch more of these. I, I, sh I really should read. Fuck it. I got nowhere to be. I think they're having a play date with George somewhere. But I'm going to show you guys, because um, I know a lot of you guys commute, or you're just chilling, and, and you want to hear some stuff. So here's a little more action. All right, so this is building the tension. I hurt my self today so it keeps going this this every time you do that you build the tension even more because the repetition makes your brain assume something's coming one two three four five you just thought six right because that's how we think we predict so you have all this right and it's just building tension and tension that isn't being resolved and then finally he goes, 
try to kill it all the way. And you're expecting the same thing to the minor chord. And then release. You feel that? Where you go, where it builds. Because there's, if you look at this as a story, it's, it's ascension and you want it to go to this. So, but it doesn't give you the release. It just keeps going. It's like, yes, yes, no, yes, yes, no. And then finally it gives it to you. Right here, right? You feel that? And then when he goes back to that, what have I become? That's a new chord. My, that goes to major. This is this is minor. This whole thing is a minor feeling. And then when they release it, and then you start with the minor again. What have I? But there's release. There's salvation. There's answers become. It's your vulnerable. My sweetest friend. You're open, right? up an octave well I know Nine Inch Nails does I don't know if Johnny uh, Cash does but it, when he's like and you could have it all he goes high and then this is my sweetest friend like this feels like this versus the other one that's this there's none of this and then when you ascend what and then what I become open and then reach up my sweetest friend you see, you see the, the emotions of this this could be about anything and it's you know it's like fish live in the sea and bears are on the land and fish live in the sea and bears live on the land English, you'd think I was saying something very, very profound because the underlying substructure of a song is that is, is the story of the chords. See, I find that shit endlessly fascinating. All right, I'm going to read the rest of these and I'm out. <clears throat> uh, Field of Bears here. The big tech CEOs tend to be conflict averse engineer types who don't view others Forcing their will on them as a problem to solve so they'll comply with the mob to gain a little peace. I completely agree. I don't think the CEO is a nefarious character. I think he's exactly what you're saying. Uh, however, this is a temporary solution that gives the mob license to repeat this uh, song and dance with greater f f uh, fervor each time. Right. What I don't get is if they're so good with algorithms and math, how do they not see that they're setting up a program that will only escalate and change all of society? It's like these people are so smart and so stupid at the same time. They have like this set of rules that work for short-term gains. It's like, well, I don't want people mad at me, so I will agree with the people mad at me. I don't want people mad at me, so I will agree with the people mad at me. Now the people mad at you get more and more power until now they can just kill you. And they will kill you. They want to kill you. Brandon. Oh, copy my message from earlier so you don't have to search. Oh, thanks, bud. This doesn't need to be read on stream. I will. You're a legend. 
I just know you have more of a chance of seeing this than an email. I was wondering if I could pre-order one of the steins from the extras you are going to release. I missed the first steins and really would like to get a, um, get one of these. I've been around since before we had bear names, before the piano room was painted. I'm a Patreon, met you in Chicago. Not that that entitles me to a stein. No, it does entitle you a stein. What you just listed is really, really good stuff. But just wanted to let you know that I'm not a random asshole just trying to be in the cool kid stein club. I saw the Patreon post for the steins two hours after you posted it and they were already gone. Anyway, hopefully you can see this. If you can, email uh, brandon.roberts3 at gmail. Please email Dolab at unbearablecomedy at gmail. Of course, I'll give you a stein. I'm going to sell another hundred. Uh, and that's all I have, but for real. But there's a lot of people who told me that they didn't get one. And I, I got to order more because I'm not intentionally trying to make them scarce. In fact, I thought it was, 100 was going to last me all week. But they're fucking sweet steins. If you decide to save one for me, if not, I completely understand. Thanks, Big Bear. We'll follow you on whatever platform uh, you, you have. Brandon, you're getting a stein, my friend. I read somewhere Mark Guckerberg and Edward Snowden are cousins. Yeah, I can see that. They're both like smart retards. Heather, hey, Big Bear, I sent you $25 PayPal yesterday. Oh, well, that's very generous of you. With a question, but it was after your show. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Hey, uh, All right, so here's what she wrote. I may be late to the party because you probably have other offers, but I would love to be your merch bear. I would do it for a Stein. Wow, that's that's really lowballing the competition. I thought about it after you had mentioned contacting Crowder's merch guy. I believe his name is Brandon. I'm a Mug Club member and have talked to him a couple times, and I was thinking that what a, uh, that would be great for me because I'm extremely resourceful and great at mailing stuff out. Plus, I'm a stay-at-home mom with some time on my hands. Let me know if, if this is something you might or might not be interested in. Also, I will discontinue my Patreon account and support you through your website from now on. Thank you for so much of what you do. Heather, you're the best. I, it, we will tackle this, and there will be a role for you in our merch. I just, uh, it's one, it's one catastrophe at a time right now, and uh, we will figure out the merch thing. I've only recently even understood selling merch properly, so. Uh, but yeah, there'll be a room. For, Heather, I, I love you to. I love you for saying that. That thank you. Like yeah, of course you can help. We'll figure it all out. Amy's mom even wants to get in on on being the merch person. Uh, Bear tanks here, kind of off topic, but have wanted to know: Did Hitler's doctor give him pills laced with mercury? I don't know. I think that he was on meth. I don't know about mercury. I'll look into that. Just realize something. Rogan talks about how bears are to be feared. Humans' natural enemy. We're beating fear by becoming what we fear. Yeah, it's the Batman thing. He was scared of bats, so he became a bat. Yeah, man, exactly. And, Rog and bears are to be feared. Rogan knows that. That's why he's scared of my tweets. Just kidding. Love Rogan. Rogan's new Sam Harris episode. I haven't heard it yet, but I hear it's awesome. Sam Harris and Majid Nawaz. A Muslim who actually knows Islam's fucked up and wants to change it. And so that's why the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, calls him a terrorist. It's a bunch of fucking assholes. All right, Sarah. I'm sorry it's such a small amount. Dude, there is no small amount. It's whatever. I trust you guys. For real. Like, I'm not just saying that. Just trust me. There is no small amount. I'm in nursing school, and that's the best I can do. But my boyfriend and I love what you do and wish all the best to you and your family. What you just did for me is unbelievable. Thank you so much. And, and nursing's a great field to get into. You always need nurses. Uh, hey, Owen, Evil Bear here. I got a message from Twitter because I tweeted that Randa Jarar is literally going to eat her words. They're getting worse. Also tell Canna Bear to calm down. What's Canna up to? Canna gets wound up. 
Calm down, Canterbury. Good guy, but he gets wound up. Uh, I don't know who Rander Jarar is, but that sounds pretty funny. Uh, Eric. Big Bear, Evil Bear again. Look up Obadiah Park's cover of Outcast. Hey, yeah. Oh, I've heard that. Sick. It's amazing to realize it's actually an incredible sad song. It would be great. That's what I'll close on. I'll close on that. It would be a great version for you to do on piano. If you can't do it now, I take my way. Well, b both are great requests. I'll, we'll talk about both of them. Bad Reputation by Freddie Johnson. I'll just show you the beginning. I love that song. I, I know I've got a bad reputation. No, that's not it. And it isn't just talk, talk, talk. No, that's not it. Just talk, talk, talk. And then there's a minor there. If I could only give you everything that I haven't got. Let's do two lines. This is a song no one knows. It's awesome. I could have had a warm conversation if it wasn't for your lies, lies, lies. But still, I want to tell you everything until I close my eyes. Suddenly, I'm on the street. Seven years disappeared below my feet. I'm breaking down. Do you want me now? You want me now? Such a good song. Sarah, this donation is totally worth it. If you could play Soy Boy song, please. I would. Also, I was just wondering if your tour has an age limit. 18? Because my boyfriend and I are from Alberta, where our age limit is 18, but in the USA it's 21. No, 18. Uh, thank you. And uh, what did you say? And my, uh, Can he get in? Yeah, 18's fine. I want to name you Stay Strong. Yesterday's episode has so many timeless lessons. As a history lover, I really enjoy how you tie current uh, events with lessons of the past. You are a great teacher. Love what you are doing. American Bastille is a frightening read written after the Civil War. It tells the story of the North terrorizing, arresting, killing, and shutting down the dissenters who would not sign a pledge to the North. Yeah, it's nutty. Yeah, read up on uh, Sherman's March. The guy was a genocidal psycho. We studied American history this year and went on the hunt to find out the mamas in the South sent their men and sons to die when they didn't own slaves. Praying for you. Also watch the Supreme Court ruling regarding free speech and hate speech. Scary times. Uh, thank you for that writing that. And uh, yeah, you bring up some unbelievably good good points. Mari, uh, you got here? Kelly Bear here. I missed the first couple out. Oh, I, I read this. Awesome. Oh, wait a minute. No, I didn't. Did I? I read this. Thank you, Kelly Bear. You're literally the best. Herman, I heard that. The Monster Hunter discrimination doing Undertale, but not MH. Not even a riff on the medley. Regardless, I'm always be down to guessing your stream, but I sleep now. Thank you, Herman. You're the wind beneath my wings. One of the original unbearables. Lynn, a snippet of Bohemian Rhapsody to Jordan Peterson's voice. I'm Kermit. I'm Kermit. I can't do Jordan. Just clean your damn room. I can't do it, but... Clean your goddamn room. Sort yourself out, guy. It's about time that you cleaned your fucking room. VO Gear. Hey, Big Bear. Mr. Huge Pianist just started listening from seeing you on Crowder. I'm in Utah. Anytime you come here, I'm there. I posted your live feed yesterday on my snowmobile Facebook page and told people to listen. This girl said she went to school with you, and another guy said... He saw you at a show and that it was really good. Anyway, good stuff. Eric in Utah. Thanks, bro. What a nice message. And this will be the last one I read. And then I'm going to play you guys two songs. God bless you, Owen, Amy, Walter. A new arrival coming soon. We will be with you 
to the last breath, good will ultimately overcome and destroy all evil. What the gospel, salvation in Christ's death and resurrection is all about, baby. It is. May I be included with the bears as conquering bear, of course. Welcome, conquering bear. From in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Romans. Hope to see you sometime if you are ever in S. California, Southern California. Again, why do I read like I'm retarded? Again, uh, yours, Ron. Thank you, brother. That was very, very sweet of you to write and good message. All right, so hey now. Let's try this. And then there was another one that someone requested. Uh, of course, I don't remember now. Uh, Obadiah Parker's. I'll, I'll close. I'll, I'll do a little bit of hey now, and then I'll close with soy boy. So it goes. I don't know how to play this. I have no idea. I'll play it next time. I got to listen to her rendition because I just looked at it kind of cocky thinking that it would be no big deal. And I realized I haven't heard it in so long that I don't know how it goes. I just know, hey now, hey now. Oh, My Way by Sinatra. The reason I was just going to do a very small amount of this, I have four minutes left. No one let me go over it. Literally just be like, Big Bear, bad Big Bear. I can't be on a fucking stream all day long. That would just be crazy. All right, how do I? I my, my G doesn't work, so I, don't, I, don't, I can't even write Google. My way. It's the first rap song ever made is my way. He's, the, he's more gangster than anybody. Listen to how he's, what he's saying. He's like, and now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. I'll state my case with All right, so it's, I've lived a life that's full. I've traveled each and every highway. But more, more than this, I did it my way. Regrets, I've had a few. But then again, too few to mention. He's like a white Jay-Z. I did what I tried to do and saw through without exception. I planned each charted course, each careful step along the highway, but more, more than this, I did it my way. And he, uh, he goes on to keep saying basically all his mistakes were planned and he's the man. And I love it. Someone could be like, even when your son got kidnapped, he's like, planned. All right, so I'm going to close on Soy Boy, and then I'm out of here. <clears throat> Soy Boy by Owen Benjamin and the Unbearables Clan. There is a man who's afraid of dairy, and he's proud of the fact his balls never got hairy. David Hogg. On his driver's license, his gender has a question mark and just says other. I'm not telling. His best and his only friend is his sadistic lesbian mother. She's such a bitch. He can't give the D because he's got low T. Trump tweets give him PTSD and he thinks that all men should sit to pee. Equality. He's a BuzzFeed foodie blogger. Which means he's unemployed, patriarchy. And he's always pissy and a bit bitchy. Cause he is bloated from soy. He's a soy boy. 
He's so annoyed, he's a soy boy, he feels no joy. A weak chin and soft hands and a lot of demands, he's got mammary glands. He says his cat is trans, cause of all that soy, he's a soy boy. And he's awful to be around. Sean King is black and Caitlyn Jenner is a brave and beautiful chick. His ankles are thick and he always says that Colin Kaepernick should have been a first round pick. His invisible best friends are all black. I'll defend you, Jamarcus. He thinks differing opinions are attacks. I got PTSD and uh, even Alexa and Siri won't call him back. He's an ally to women. When he marches in the streets, me too. But don't drink with him, ladies. He's Hillary on Facebook, but he's Bill in the sheets. Rape! He's a soy boy. He's so annoyed. He's a soy boy. He feels no joy. A weak chin and soft hands and a lot of demands. He's got memory glands. He says his cat is trans because of all that soy. He's a soy boy and he's awful. His opinions are soy, his odor is soy, his feet are soy, he's soy sized and he's always pissed cause he's a socialist, and he's awful to be around. I hope you get kicked out of cancer because I'm sad. Alright guys, that's been today's lot. This has been the longest one in history next to the five hour one. I once did a five hour stream that was wicked intense, but this one has been... 11, 12, 1, 2. I, I just did three hours. But thanks to Dr. Amate. Check him out. And um, hugepianist.com for uh, tour tickets. Hugepianist.com slash subscribe to become monthly subscribers. We're still working on the app. We're going to get the email thing popping. You don't need to get off Patreon, but eventually they will kick me off. So might as well do it now. And um, what else do I have to plug? I can't remember. Subscribe to this. Share it. Like it. Don't be a pussy. All right, later, everybody. Much love. Stay good. Make babies. Stay hydrated. Much love.